0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com
2: slash metaverseimpact.
3: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this. And sitting across from me, as always, is... An empty seat. Yeah, I'm doing the intro solo. Why? Because I fucked it up. Um I don't know if I fucked it up. It, it it's a chord issue and I kinda cut out the part where we're starting to fuck up if it fucks up later. Whoops, sorry, you've been warned. You've definitely been warned, so just thank you for listening and sitting through. It's pretty crazy that this is the first time we've ever had real technical issues where it just did not work out, and I have to do the intro by myself. But you know what? I'm not alone because I'm surrounded by a network of amazing podcasts. Um, I'd like to take a second to shout out the network that helps distribute our show, Armchair Media. Armchair is a collection of 50-plus podcasts, including ours, trying to localize the sports world, a little bit more. We've been with them since, I think, late 2018, early 2019, and uh, have enjoyed growing our audience with theirs. Starting June 1st, Bet Online will serve as a title sponsor for Armchair, as well as our show. This opens up the possibility to develop merchandise lines, as well as potentially host live events once we return to a semblance of normalcy. In addition to Bet Online coming aboard, Armchair will now serve as the host network for the world's largest skateboarding podcast, The Nine Club. Hosted by professional skaters Chris Roberts and Kelly Hart, The Nine Club talks every week with the biggest names in skating they're on social media at the nine club to see more search armchair media wherever you get your pods also check us out on armchairs website armchairmedianetwork.com and their social channels at armchair media armchair media those who can do those who can't take a seat so I got sweet baby boy Daniel Samet back on the podcast. You might have known him from the Neighborhood Play podcast. You might have known him from just being on the show a shit ton because he's a real sweetheart and a delight. Um, we we were talking about – we did the read together. We talked about uh, some things you missed like about uh, Fortune Noodle House in Clifton and how goddamn good it is. Um but we were just talking and shooting, shooting the shit about um, video games, and where we pick up is where Danny asked me what my favorite, number one, all-time sports video game is. So enjoy, and uh, thank you so much. Enjoy the pod. What's your favorite sports game? I mean, of all time? Or just like, of all when I'm sitting down, okay, all-time, Jesus Christ. I mean MVP 5 is, is up there. I mean that's gotta be I mean I just honestly love this year's the show. Eh. And I feel like it repeat it constantly repeats itself and is like just so much it's so quality every time. Yes
2: and no, I think that like overall, like it's the most realistic for sure. Yeah. But God, the some of the glitchy errors that happen mm. like I rage quit on a guy last night because like two of my outfielders were standing right under a ball and, and couldn't just, catch it. And then the next pitch, I was just off and hung a curve and he t- he fucking tased me. I was like, all right, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah, I'm out. Okay. I like, I, I will not, you. I'm not going to rage quit if I deserve to get my ass beat. But like if I, if there's two outs and I give up like a glitch error and then Done. give up a dinger, I'm I I, I, I don't got time for that. No. And
3: I don't blame you. Uh, I honestly like Super Mega Baseball 3. That's been a blast. That's the that's on PS4, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is it good? My roommate just downloaded it, but I haven't played it. Oh, wait, I have two. Three just came out. Yeah, is it good? It's so much fucking fun. Is it like MLB licensed or no? No, but here's the thing. It it plays like a sim. Huh. But it looks like a child's game. That's but it's, so sick. It's just like a, like a sheep in wolf's clothing. It's so fucking deep too, and there's so many things you can do. And then there is the pennant chase; that is an absolute delight. All right, like, where you can set up online leagues and just play against each other and invite friends and whatever. So, it's, like what the show did, this exactly. Year. But it's a lot more simple, and yeah. it's like I know what's going on. Unlike uh, what is that dynasty league? What is uh, that league we have? You're, I'm right. not in that one. What? Is, like Diamond what, Dynasty? Yeah,
2: Diamond Dynasty. It's just I like the concept of those modes. But the only way to have fun with it is if you just sink time in and get really good, which like I I just I'm not gonna do. I'm not doing that either. There was one year with Madden that I had a sick Ultimate Team, and then in NBA 2K this year I have a pretty nasty team. But like,
3: dude, it's just so much work. I okay, my thing with 2K, 2K is so easy because they'll give
2: you a bunch of free players.
3: Now here's the thing: I haven't picked it up in years. I think the last time I picked it up was for the PS3. And it felt like the players were still moving in sand, and it was a pain in the ass to call plays.
2: Yeah, I don't ever call plays, and there's definitely some like weird shit. Like They shouldn't go out of bounds as easy as they do.
3: No, it's just like they're playing on glass. Uh-huh. It's it, Yeah. Okay, now let me think about it. MVP 2005 might be number one. NFL 2K5? Ooh, so fucking uh, good.
2: MLB2K5 uh had a bunch of cheat codes that were fun and i also really yeah. appreciated that they had classic teams if the show has licenses
3: for all those players why can't they just like do teams you know that i don't know i think it might be a generational thing like how do you i mean how do you adjust for the pitching like when you they do already like you can, like because they have you can't play with them online
2: but like on couch play on the show you can play with like the boomers and like the dynasty era like the the era team oh you can do yes this? just okay. just couch play
3: like you can play with the whole teams it's but, awesome but how does the i mean like how does you know like who i i don't even i don't even i, can't I mean even think. all of
2: the players. all of the players are good that are supposed to be good you know right okay
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: wow you told me to do it on the mic. I, I did mean that was aggressive. I'm not mad at it. I'm just doing what I'm told. So okay. So your favorite game, like sports game of all time, would be? I
2: mean, it's got to be MVP05. So when I was a kid, my parents would let me rent one movie or game a week from Blockbuster. you were so it privileged. Got to the point. Yeah, checking my privilege now. But it got <laughs> to the point. Where I rented MVP 05 from them so much that they're like, hey, so the way it works is if you, like, spend the equivalent of, like, buying it, you just keep it. And my parents were like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, yes. Let's go. Let's fucking go. That's sick.
3: Wait, that was a great year. Was, uh... cause That was Manny, I think? Or Pooh? It was Manny. Pujols great was soundtrack. Was Fantastic. The Von
2: Bondi's, uh,
3: Yeah, Dude. What happened to them? They broke
2: up, but they were they were supposed to do like an anniversary tour in the UK uh, before all this COVID nonsense
3: happened. <laughs> before someone had bat soup or whatever yeah. happened, or it was made in a lab. So that Johnson should I Johnson sneeze could totally on air,
2: ever. or should I? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna cover up the sneeze. You can cover up the. Sneeze. Oh boy, it's coming. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, that, there might be a backup. There might be like another round in there. No, no, mm. I don't think so. That sounded like you got it all. It felt like it over here that you got it all.
3: I felt Ooh. it in the couch.
2: Yeah, so I know that last time I was here. I don't know if this was on air, but we talked about allergy medication. Yeah.
3: The, um, so have you? So are you still on the, the clear gels? I'm still on the Claritin liquid gels. Um, they definitely don't like last all day. So you're popping two a day. Bless you.
2: Um. No, just one because it says never to take more than one. But I feel like I, you know. I don't know. I just don't think that sneezing repeatedly on a mic is a great idea. So maybe. Ugh. Bless you. Christ. So maybe next time I will take
3: another one. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's not a bad. It's move. really great. Are content. you allergic to my cats at all? No. I'm not okay. Yeah, you have cats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, I'm just allergic to everything. Yeah, me like too. Outside. Oh, dude, it's a nightmare. It's so hard for. it's. Okay. Do you find when your allergies kick up, like it's harder to, to go to sleep and then it turns around that it's harder to get up? Because you just have everything in your head. So, I don't know, sometimes
2: it'll be pretty bad. Like, sometimes on tour, just because, like, the bus air just circulates throughout constantly. It's like... Sometimes, depending on where we are, like, I'll wake up, like, super fucking stuffy. Yeah. But, like, also the air in there is just so dry that usually I just wake up wanting to, like,
3: die. So, yeah, because it's constantly just being kicked around. It's all yeah. fake air. And also being back home and stationed in Cincinnati during spring has to be uh, a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, this is the worst part of living here is, like, the, la- last, the, the last month and then till the mid-June. The death throes of winter. Ugh. Well, it's not at, like last one wasn't too bad, but still no. like I would rather be here than northern Wisconsin for winter. That's fair. Actually no, northern Wisconsin pretty tight cuz they get around on snowmobiles and elk. An elk and they just it's pretty amazing. If you can if you are prepared for the cold, I think it rules. I don't really mind the cold. Like Me obviously either. I would rather not be
2: outside if it's like in the negatives or like the tens, but like whatever, like 20-plus, who
3: cares? Who gives a shit? There's no real difference. No. Okay. I was thinking about this, too, with classic video game. Madden 05. Ray oh, my w- God, yes. With Sean Alexander? Or no, that was 07 or 08. That was 08. 05 was Ray Lewis on the cover. Because that game fucking killed. Come God, on. What happened to Madden, man? Um, it got to, it got like it got weird. Yeah, I haven't... Um, I don't know how to explain it, because they went it's almost like it was a nice balance of arcade and sim yeah it was a great balance of that like calling those hot routes when you're playing with the eagles and just chucking it to team uh-huh. all the time so much fun or running outside with Vic. so much fun but like, like that i feel like the spear. game's broken now like the guy who won the madden tournament had a punter at quarterback just out just to prove a point and did not pass once yeah he ran for 300 and some yards and dominated the clock yeah, he proved the point. He like, is the is... Tennessee Titans. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what the Titans have done. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand how you pay Tannehill that much goddamn money, but... He was fucking good. He was good, but he's not... He wasn't great. I mean, that a two-year deal, though. I thought it was a four. 407. Oh. Huh. Which is terrible for someone who's kind of made of glass. He's like... Him and Dalton are the same. Tannehill's got a hose, though. He's got a much bigger arm. Does he? Yeah all right maybe i need to watch more game film maybe i need to go back i need to go back i gotta watch the tape but hit the tape but like since madden got the exclusivity deal it's just tanked Mm -hmm. i haven't played this year's it's all right it's fine that's yeah yeah i don't have any interest in next year's none whatsoever i'm probably gonna skip next
2: year's but then get 22 when justin fields is a rookie
3: oh okay so wait yeah 22 because next year lawrence will be the number one overall pick uh
2: i disagree oh i think justin fields is going to play well if there's no season lawrence will be the number one pick if there is a season i'm pretty confident that justin fields will play his way up well i
3: you know what i would love to make another bet with you I'm not optimistic this? on that
2: Haskins bet anymore.
3: You, yeah, I know you're fucked. I love my boy, but hey, how, how many we, years
2: do you have? Okay, so I, did, we
3: said, was it five years that we said five, and we're multiple your, Pro Bowls. Yeah, you said at least three Pro Bowls. Was it three or four? I, don't, I think I just said multiple. Multiple. That's fair, but I don't think that's going to happen in five years. They were already looking to draft a quarterback.
2: Yeah
3: It's gonna be ugly We'll see God I can't wait for that steak it's God gonna t- can- That sweet taste of oh, victory That fucking porterhouse
2: there oh. mm. uh, They're reopening They are And See that's like one of the few restaurants that I would trust Yeah Like it's just They Say what you will about anything about Jeff Ruby's But like I really appreciate like a restaurant that like they really understand service like the yeah, whole they do. like they are fine dining in the sense that like the, it's not just really good steak and really good food but like just those servers are so fucking good at what they do yeah and like i feel like just because of that like they're not
3: going to fuck around with us nope uh my buddy's the gm at the precinct. ooh and hooked us up when we went in for our staycation honeymoon ooh and God, it was the fucking best. But no, they, they get it. The assistants are always great. Like, and they always know how to read the room. Uh-huh. Like they can, they, when they need to be stuffy, they'll be stuffy as fuck. But when it was like Alicia and I sitting there, they just, they came to our level. Oh yeah. And it was perfect. Uh huh. And I, I don't know the, I would say one of my buddies was the chef at the precinct and there used to be, you know, the chili rub that yeah, yeah. they totally fucked that up.
2: It used to be so much better. It
3: used to be a dry rub. Like they used to yeah, sear it on. Yeah, now it's a it sauce. On. Yeah, it's trash. It yeah. ruined a perfectly cut of good cut of meat for Alicia. How dare they? I know. They got to get that fucking shit straight. But I mean, we so we try to make reservations there. Obviously, it filled up super quick. So for June 5th, we are going for my birth, we are going to Salazar. Ooh. Can't beat Salazar. No.
2: Uh, and I trust
3: them we're eating outside anyway. Yeah, there you go. So I mean, have you? how many times have you hit Salazar? None. None? None. Dude, they have an Ohio Waigu that is the tits. Ooh. Yeah, dude, I'm. good thing I wore these loose shorts, because then you'll be able to see me at full mast. Oh, God.
2: And they're great, too. Yeah, they are.
3: You see every fucking ridge. Ugh. See the hog rolling around in this so, mud bath. I knew it
2: was the other day, but a friend of mine made the very accurate comparison that uh, gray sweatpants and shorts are to men as yoga pants are to women.
3: Yeah. Great outlines of the peen. Uh-huh. That's I need to get I need to invest in more grace. No, I'm not. I'm I don't. I'm married. You don't, you're so. not a fuck boy. I'm not a fuck boy. You don't need to be a fuck boy. I'm a fuck man. It's true. Bring it home to the wife. Just let everyone ooh and eye. Ah let at it, it eat. Let it dude. Let it eat. Let her roll, dude. Get in the troth let and it just fucking munch.
2: ride. Put on those gray ooh. sweatpants, pop your shirt off and just hee hawk.
3: <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not I'm not popping shirt off there yet, but man. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um,
2: but oh yeah! I just remembered that last week when we recorded, I had a girlfriend, and I'm not going to go into that no, story no. again. But uh, any nasty girls, hit me up. I'm now
3: eligible again. Hell yeah! We we'll, we'll work on it, dude. We should we should. Uh, I need.
2: To, you know what? I. I had a Zoom when I left your place after all that went down. Yeah, uh, I had a Zoom call where a bunch of friends like roasted me for my poor relationship choices, and they all made a good point, which I'm actually going to stick to. I need to start running potential Mrs. Samets past a panel of arbitrators.
3: That's smart. I need to, I need them to be vetted by the squad. That's a great call. I mean, w- when she came over, we were like, okay, she seems fun wild but it was like one trip around the sun yeah it's not you have to have like it's almost like a three-step process where like the tricky thing is that you're you you're normally gone so it's hard to have like the same group or to just be like her with you so like right now you're in a unique situation where it's like you me tyler alicia lee like we can all just vet and be like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. After like th- you know, like a quick, quick par three, yeah, yeah. then we're like, okay, cool. Yeah, just play three holes. Three quick three holes. Yeah,
2: quick three holes. You can kind of write a scouting report based on
3: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need a five iron, a wedge, and a putter. Yeah, you're in business. Yeah. So but it's like
2: I, I don't want them to like go into it like high school kids go into like. Showcases because, like, they're sure. just swinging for the fences and trying to throw 100, and they're not actually like playing their game, you know? Right. I, w- I want it to be like a like an informal workout, you know?
1: Okay. Like they,
2: like, they know scouts are there, but like, they're not like overbearing, you know? It's not like a showcase. It's like, there's just, there happen to be scouts there. Just right. Sh-
3: shooting the show. You know what it's like? It's just an OTA. Exactly. It's exactly like an OTA. Yes. No pressure, but still perform and show, like, yeah. hey, there is. Like, people will make room. an opinion off of you, but
2: like, there's no, like, there's not that much pressure.
3: No, know. none whatsoever. So I think, yeah, I think that's the move.
2: Yeah, just bring up, just have like a, just a camp arm and see if they can go somewhere <laughs> from
3: there. Here's the other so like what the tribunal like would so you have you have friends everywhere so like would it be a setup like would you be like no here are I would appear the, the home friends here are the road friends like well so I think that I would have different panels I think I would have some friends like
2: vet the socials and then like okay whoever was able to hang out like if it's a Cincinnati girl then yeah have like the Cincinnati squad like do like a like a. Put them through
3: a workout. You sure. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give them physical. A strong physical. Yeah. You, you're, you're putting them on the treadmill. You're giving them a stress test. Yeah. Stress test for I, sure. Okay. Love that. I think that's the move. That is the move. But then after that, like what would, what are the next steps entail? I don't know. Mm. Marriage? Kids? The whole nine yards? Backyard? <laughs> white pig a fence? dogging uh, Dog you can beat? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I assume that's just why mo- most people in the suburbs get dogs. Yeah, just have something. I'm just learning from my parents. Yeah, should I fart on the mic? Or? D- not on, not on it. But like, I'm going to put it like right here. Around. Wow, you didn't have to put it that close. It would have caught it. I don't know, man. You have burped, sneezed, and I'm just farted. This I'm is just, beautiful. My body's just rejecting itself. <laughs> I think your body's trying to kick out that supuru. Well,
2: you know what? Now that I think about it. Right before I came here, I had Chobani yogurt with granola. So that's like a good, like, probiotic, like, gut yeah. check. And then just dumping Sapporo on top of it. That It's all starting to click. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you were making a shit smoothie. Yeah.
2: I am mixing... Sapporo Premium Beer. Discover the perfectly balanced taste that's irresistible at all as you share rich moments with this masterpiece of the brewer's art. So I'm dumping that on top of yogurt.
3: <laughs> just basically dairy. I'm You're dumping d- a rich masterpiece on top of dairy. Oof. Oof. You're, you know what? I'm a big fan because I just want to see how many more sounds your body can make. Who knows? Can you do the armpit hand thing? Ugh, dude, I've never been able to do it.
2: I can not very well, but like... The deodorant that I use, I like it because it smells nice, and it's not overbearing, and it doesn't stain anything. Right. But, like, it's kind of, like, gooey, you know? So, like, I don't want to, like, goo up my hands. That's fair. What do you use? Uh, Dove for Men. Okay. The blue. I don't ever use white deodorant because I wear black too much.
3: Sure. But I I use the blue gel Dove for Men. That's solid. I I can't use a stick anymore because I count too much and end up putting too much on. So I use that Degree Active Body Spray. Shit rules. Yeah. And I wear a ton of black, too. I'm wearing black right now. I have never gotten a deodorant Mm, stain on my side. Rules.
2: All right. Active something spray. So, I'm going to be honest right now, just between us girls. Of course. Um, (laughs) During this quarantine, I only put deodorant on if I'm, like, going somewhere. I don't put it on, like, because I'm, like, I'm working out, I'm showering every day, like... I don't smell bad when, like, I mean, obviously, like, the next morning, like, by that point,
3: like, there might be a little funk, but then I work out Mm. and shower and then reset. How are the sheets? They're fine. I don't find that crazy, because you're not, you're not going anywhere. No. So, I'll wake up, and, like, recently, like, it's been with this month, like, people, I've been seeing clients. Sure. I'm not, like, fingered on them like I used to, but, like, I'm seeing them. yeah. Like, You're eye-fingering them. I'm I'm, I'm I'm fingering them. I'm coughing in their hands. They're rubbing it on their face. Yeah. You know, typical shirt typical sales. Typical client stuff. Typical shirt sales. Tyler sale. just called me. Oh, yeah? What is his dumbass want? Let's, Let's find out. Let's do it. See, we can do him. That's pretty easy. What's up, you chicken cock? You're live on the new
2: Nasty Boys. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> no, I should have opened a lot stronger than that.
3: <laughs> no, that was pretty strong. Well,
2: it's your microphone. You called me. What the fuck do you have to say? Oh, um, I'm sure that
1: you uh, don't want to be hot on the mic with what I was going to call you about.
2: Okay, well, great, great talk. I'll call <laughs> yes, you after. It's, it's good. It's good, uh, but while I'm
1: here... Yeah, I don't really have anything, but hello, nasty boys and girls across the world. Uh, both of the people, or all three of the people you're listening to are it's complete just, cucks, and yeah. I hope you enjoy the show
2: yeah well, all right, I'll call you after <laughs>
1: <Bye>. <laughs> <laughs> The two
3: or three. Uh, uh, yeah, God, just cocks all around. So like I've been putting deodorant on every day. yeah. like if I didn't have to, I would save it because then I'm just saving some cash yeah and I'm saving I'm saving the sprays. See for me, I don't know what causes it.
2: But like every now and then I'll get a little rash down there. Ooh. And deodorant really upsets it. Oh no, it makes you all itchy. It makes me. No, it's too so itchy. it just stings. Mm, so bad. It stings so bad. <laughs> so uh any chance I cannot put deodorant on, I take because then I don't get the stingies. You know what? What?
3: Uh this is actual <laughs> advice, not baby voice <laughs> This is man advice. This is like just the girls. Uh, to the to a girl to another. That spray I haven't had that cuz I used to have that because what happens when you swipe that stick it fucking jams up in your creases and you just have little lines of deodorant that get in there and that's and what it causes just your rashes together. Yeah, Yeah, okay, that so that's with the spray, even spray, I'm good. You're like me, you are pretty hairy armpits, right? I'm just hairy all around. Okay, yeah, same except for like these two parts of my cheeks. So, yeah, it's literally same. Like what the
2: fuck? So is, this, is that a Jewish curse? I don't know. So oh, before uh, Saber Seminar, like when I was like going through my whole uh, drop a bag and untuck it thing, mm-hmm. um, I ordered just a pack of just white undershirts and I got V-necks. And I I don't know. I have a couple friends that are like, dude, shave your chest hair. Like no one wants that. I'm like, literally no woman has ever said it's not it's right. like a turnoff or anything. No. But
3: uh, anyways.
2: I don't, so, if,
3: if, if, if that's a turnoff for those women, that's,
2: then that's they're not the, in my life. Yeah, exactly. So uh, my interview today, V-neck, some ch- hair puffing out. I was like, you know what? That's a look. That's a good. It's actually a good look. That is a very strong it's look. like It's a very,
3: like, Leo DiCaprio on a boat look. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. He would have, like, two or three buttons undone, though. Two or three buttons undone. Two or three 17-year-olds with you. Yeah. Like, that's and the mom. move. That's for sure the move. Uh, also, so, like, like Alicia loves my chest hair. Like, women love to f- put their fingers through it. No one wants a smooth boy. No, it's weird. Like, it's not natural. Like no, all, it's like, like,
2: I will... I will, the, the UPR, the upper, upper penis region. Sure. I'll like trim that. Like I'm not going to go bare, but I'll trim mm-hmm. it. I try and get the balls and shaft as
3: bare as possible. The pits are trimmed and then the okay. chest
2: I have literally never touched.
3: Uh, I don't touch my pits because the one time I did trim, it like itched for so long, it itched forever. And I was like, I'm never doing you this again. You don't shave it. You just like. I didn't like, I'll just hit it, I, but I don't need to. It's not like I'm going to... It's not getting caught on anything. It's not Yeah, like... we're not Tyler wearing basketball jerseys constantly. <laughs> and if I was, guess what? I'm fucking hanging arm beard. True. Dude, I'm letting it fly. I'll braid the fucker. I'll look like I just came down from Zion. <laughs> I'm into it. I uh, back it. Uh, put a bead on it. I'll put a few fucking beads on it. I'll put a couple beads on my armpit, rat tail. Ooh. I'm going, ooh, that's a new trend. Let's ooh. do that.
2: Yeah, let's let's... I mean, there's no baseball to dominate, so we might as well dominate the fashion world, the body <laughs> hair world.
3: <laughs> the body hair world. Everyone's <laughs> over the beards. And- yeah,
2: um, I'm an influencer. Oh, okay. Like, wh- what do you do? Yeah, I kind of, like, do, like, advertising campaigns for, like, body hair trends.
3: <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, you wouldn't get it. Yeah, no big deal. Like, I don't think you'd understand. It, it's just ahead here, of your you know time. What? No, no, no. Like, here, I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> oh my god yeah it's infected
2: yeah i have cornrows infected cornrows
3: <laughs> on my crotch it's chill <laughs> would you if okay so if you had like the like if you had some tails going down uh, the sides of your dick would it call it would you call it a pube manchu probably yeah okay i think yeah. i'm gonna start growing one of those because i just trimmed up uh I, here's the best thing about Manscaped, Jesus Christ, is when you do use it on your balls and your shaft and you just go against it, you're not cutting whatsoever. And it is the perfect shape. I just had a great idea. Okay. I want to shave my
2: upper penis region okay. into a goal post so that I can like flip my boner back and kick field goals. <laughs> the crazy thing is that it is the
3: size of a paper football. Yeah, exactly.
2: So it makes the most sense. Yeah, it's the same like texture too. She's and, up. It, it's good. It's that thin. <laughs> you know what? It might not be long, but at least it's thin, goddammit. You know what? At least it's double sided. True. I do have a three dimensional dick. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, <laughs> what if you just had a flat pancake dick?
2: What if it was literally like a paper football? That sound with all of the, them sharp corners? Wait. Why don't we just get Paper Mario on the phone? He would know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me give him a call. Let me call him up. I don't know who to call. Ghostbusters? Yeah, you're right.
3: Yeah. Do you see there's a new Paper Mario coming out? Really? Yeah. This is why you need to get a Switch, buddy. Uh, I'm going to get a Switch when the show comes out on it next year. Next year. Okay. okay. Well, then you have plenty of games to catch up on. Alicia is now over Animal Crossing. So, which means I get my Switch back, <laughs> which means I get to go over there and use that $50 Amazon gift card and get uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Ooh, I a good thing. here's the thing I'm in between. So, there was, like, phases during the teen where I was playing a ton of video games, and then I slowed it down, and I'll yeah, and then I'll pick back up. But, like, now I'm shifting since it's nice out, and I already told you, like, I'm looking at golf clubs. Yeah. I think I'm going to fucking get into it this year.
2: Dude, I've been, like i'll just like go outside and set up my net and everything and like think like all right whatever i'll throw some balls hit some balls go in in two hours i'll just be out there and i'll just be like i i'm not tired like i can mm-hmm. keep going i would rather this is more fun than playing video games like see i don't know like i don't i just well you such a commitment to play online uh, to play a full game online in the show yeah and Warzone's only fun when you have a whole squad of friends yeah which that group text is what up to 30 now Dude, yeah, that, that's that been, like, I just want to say, like, I'm just going to pat myself on the back. I have been so ahead of the curve with this quarantine. Yes, you the have. The second that everything happened, I was the first fundraiser out there for crew people. And then I also got a group text going of, like, 30 music and baseball people that have literally nothing to do but play Warzone all day. Yep. And, yes, we do. We play Warzone all day. <laughs> yeah, you do. I've been ahead of this cur- I've been, well, I wonder. I don't know if it's not like the curve. Like I'm not trying. Like the curve that I'm referencing is not the one
3: that needs to be flattened. But yes, I've been ahead of the curve. Right, right, right. You've inf- you've infected pe- more people earlier. Yes, with stim- with stimulus and war zone. Exactly with eye stimulus. There she is coming out. There's the first lady, and she's going down the steps. Hey Alicia, yes.
2: are you coming back up here? Can I ask you a personal question? Would you mind grabbing that other Sapporo? (laughs) That other Sapporo? Sapporo? Yeah.
3: Daddy brought Sappori. Ooh, the good stuff. You know, I just like... But you're out doing something. Yeah. You are moving and using your body and brain at the same time. Instead of just using your brain and your eyes, you're not in front of a screen, which is what we've been most of the time. Yeah, I'll take one, actually. Are you going to have one? Yeah, I'm hoping it'll help
0: the creative juices.
3: Mm-hmm. So we found... It feel like I was at the ballpark. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we found these at the... Oh, no, I'm all right. We found these at the New York grocery. Found what? Bon vive Spike seltzer. The official spiked seltzer of the Cincinnati Reds. That was for you, Mike these Webster. These are
2: a pain in the ass,
3: though. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're trash. Got
2: like, feel how hard that is, though. Like, that thing's... That's a weapon. This is, like... Yeah. Sapporo? Like... Okay, wait. I'm pretty sure, like... This is, like, enough, like, qualitative evidence to, I think, effectively say that the Japanese government repurposed whatever leftover mortars they had from <laughs> World War II into Sapporo cans.
3: Yeah, they just sanitized the shit out of them.
2: Like, I want y'all to go to the grocery store and get a tall boy of Sapporo... And feel how fucking intense this is. Like, this is a weapon. Like, I'm squeezing it as hard as I can. <laughs> and it's not dead. Okay, I'm left-handed. Let me get it with my left hand. Literally oh, yeah. squeezing it as
3: hard as I can. <laughs> Nothing. What the fuck, man? You know what? Honestly, I kind of forgot how these do not taste like, like a seltzer, but more like a malt Yeah, yeah. Beverage. It's very, yeah. Super malty, because, you know, pound and claw, it's like it's my goddamn job. So, like, a little bit different. I like Bon and Viv. It's a, it's a, I think that, I mean, I guess like what Alicia
2: just said, like my only relationship with it is, oh, I'm at Great American Ballpark. It's really fucking hot.
3: A beer actually doesn't sound good. No, a rounding third sounds fucking gross. Yeah. Okay. God, but
2: uh, I didn't realize this until recently. But I thought that the Hootie Tallboys were only available at Great American. But I saw them in the wild the other day.
3: What you didn't know that? No, and you can get them at, mo- at Motor. You used to be able to get them in the Motor Basement for like two bucks. God, I love Hootie Delight. I do too. I think it's you know what the, the you know what those tall boys are called. What their actual name is? What. Tall stacks. Wow. Do you know who came up with that name? Who came up with that name? Me, motherfucker. Really? Yeah. So we were trying to figure out what, like, we had a meeting because they, Moreline wanted to know how what to call the cant. And we'd come up with a shirt and everyone was saying all this stuff. And I was like, guys, oh, you've almost got it. It just has a weird, uh, different sounding open yeah, it's to like, it. It's like
2: pulling a pin on a fucking mortar. <laughs> it's literally a fucking grenade repurposed into a beer can.
3: That is a fifty cow shell, one hundred percent. That's
2: it's one of three things. It's either a grenade, a fifty cow, or a mortar. Have you and ever- it's repurposed into a beer can? And I, like, support. so I was at Kroger grabbing right. new batteries. Why I don't know, but um, what are they for? This? Yeah, were they official podcast? They're batteries? official the pod official batteries, batteries of the podcast. Um, yes, but uh. So, was looking was just going to grab a couple beers, right? And I don't know i I've been doing little things to like have nice nostalgia about being on tour, yeah. And I don't know why, but on two door cinema club tours, we well, Alex the singer really likes Asahi, so every day there will be like a bunch of Japanese beer on the rider, and if they can't find Asahi, Sapporo is usually the go to. So I just always associate
3: Japanese beer with good times. Well. That's a beautiful story. Do they have... Do they end up having Sapporo 90% of the time? Um, I would say, like, 60%
2: of the time.
3: Wow, that's higher... That's... That is... That is higher than I thought. So, one of the weird
2: parts of touring is, like, the quality of runners that you will have. Okay. So, like, on all riders that... When a a proper tour manager or production assistant makes the rider... Yeah! Um...
3: It sounded painful. <coughs> oh God! It sounded like you're, <gasps> oh, I think I'm. Fuck! I think I'm disintegrating. <laughs> De- I'm literally decomposing.
2: But um, a lot of time, like the, uh, the right, the correct protocol is you put the number, like the number of whatever it is, okay. and then you put your per- like so, like six pack Japanese beer parentheses in order of preference: Asahi, Sapporo, blah 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 blah. Okay. So you do that, but then like, so that way it's like, if they don't have plan A, they get plan B. But a lot of times they'll just like, not even fucking read it. Like six pack beer. All right. How about some Curs? <laughs> Dude, uh, there was this festival in Atlanta called Wrecking Ball that, uh, the masquerade put on. And I was basically in effect, the middleman of every department. So like I was every, everything at the festival ran through me in some capacity and Deciparacitos needed... They, they had a case of bush light on their rider. And That's I, easy. So you think. Oh, God. I send a runner out to get them their bush light. Can't find it anywhere. What? So I walk into their dressing room, and I say, Hey, guys, um, it beats me why, but we can't find bush light. Is there another flavor of urine that you'd like? <laughs> and they just, like, glared through me. And I was like, oh, boy, okay. <laughs> I guess Bush Regular is fine, but I, if gonna, you can't find Bush Light, how are you gonna find Bush Regular? I don't know, man. Oh, you know what? Actually, speaking of speaking of which, people like I'm just gonna say this. Okay. And if anybody wants to come at me, come at me. Right. Bush is a good beer in St. Louis. If you get a Bush beer in St.
3: Louis, it tastes completely
2: different than everywhere
3: else. That's what everyone says about Heineken when you go to Germany I can or conf- Holland. I can confirm that.
2: It is. It yes. doesn't taste
3: as skunked. It's no, it tastes great. So what makes it different compared to having it? In it's just t- so much fresher. Well, yeah. So it's going to have a nice crisp. Yeah, it's OK. That makes sense. dude. Okay. My f- I think my favorite pounding beer
2: I've ever had was in Amsterdam. It's called Drupaler. And it's like the official like it's like the big Netherlands beer. Holy shit. It's so good. It's just it's like it's just a normal drinking beer that tastes like beer. But it's so good. Yeah, uh,
3: just—is it just easy to pound? It's It's like like, three gulps, you're done. It's like a
2: slightly bigger-bodied hootie. It's like it's that same
3: kind of like it's like a little bit sweeter, a little bit richer, but like still just poundable. That makes you know what holds hootie up? There's sometimes some batches that have a little bit of a nickel backing. Yes, there are some batches that happens to. It's just they're inconsistent, and that just happens. God. I f- uh, talking about Hootie's making
2: me depressed because, like, every time I go into Ryan House and Wonder or Kyle are bartending, yeah. the second I walk in, they just pour a Hootie we and there. I'm like, y- it's my fucking
3: people right yep. there. Yep, <laughs> fuck yeah. Kyle, Kyle, uh, he knows that I like, well, it, back when I <coughs> before the the, uh, not just the teen, but... The Great Carboning. Yeah, the, god damn, that's good. The Great Carboning, I, I thoroughly enjoy that. Like, he would wait, because I would always get something different. But I would always get, uh, what is the fucking tequila and hot sauce?
2: Oh, yes.
3: Is it a spicy rhino? I forget I what it's know. called.
2: What I love about Kyle, at well, I guess this is just, like, him just knowing me, because we're good friends. But, like, he knows what the deal is, especially on Premier League mornings. Mm-hmm. Go in, I want a hootie water, just crank back a hootie or two, and then, like, around halftime, he's like... All right, man. We got this new sour. You want to try it? I'm like, yes, yeah. Kyle. Give me a f- yes. <laughs> let's
3: go. <laughs> uh, I've never done a premiere morning there. It's a lot of fun. It's packed, it's so right? much fun. Yeah, but like it's packed. But like it's like a good
2: sports crowd in the sense that like I I, I don't think it's not overwhelming. It's not like constant screaming and stuff. Like it's yeah. appropriate screaming. It's like people talk. It's like and. Everybody, like, is just bullshitting about soccer and about whatever. And then when a goal happens, everyone goes crazy.
3: Right. It's great. It's it's an awesome environment. Oh, so it makes sense. Like, it's fun to be around, like an NFL crowd. Exactly. God, it's such... It's it's crazy, though. The dollar highlights uh, at Reinhouse. House.
2: Oh, that's a... I thought that was, like, a used tissue that's and not just, you... like, a
3: beer-sopping
2: tissue. And yeah. I was like, oh, God, I am ashamed of myself.
3: <laughs> um, but no, like... The dollar high life's there. You can't beat that. But then you want to beat all the people you're around there. Uh, Yeah. So it's just tough. Like, Friday night's shit show there. You can find your spot. Rinehouse? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just tough. You got to pick your battles. See, that's, what I,
2: like. that's what I like. That's what... house as a bar is, like, very representative of us, I feel like. Yeah. Because it's... You and I are the kind of people... Lee 2, Tyler 2, we can hang out with anyone. If it's, like... Yep. A fully-sleeved dude wearing drainpipe black jeans and a fucking minor threat tee. Yeah. I could hang out with him just as hard as a Chad wearing <laughs> shorts and a
3: fucking Carson Palmer jersey. Wow, I'm real close to that. Like, you get that. <coughs> I totally get that. Like, that's the same thing. Like, I could hang out at Reinhardt, Reinhardt, or I could hang out at what used to be um, Rakes End. Like Yeah. God, it doesn't matter. Rakes long end. live. Long live. Did I tell you that? So it's now Arts OTA. Ugh. And, I got, and I was asked to go to the soft open. And I went already very drunk. <laughs> and showed up and looking around, I'm like, what the fuck? It was like all cr- like cream walls. And there's a bunch of, ex- like they have, they have an original Matisse on the walls. I'm like, why? Do you not know what neighborhood you're still in? You're still in the West End. That will get stolen. They, had an, they have an original Picasso. What the fuck? No reason. None for that. And I was so drunk off of beers they kept giving me that I stood up on top of a table and screamed, This is bullshit! This used to be rake set! This used to be dirty! There was x-rays over there! Let's all go get out of here and never come back! Holy shit. And then stormed out. And then I did anyone follow you? And I turned around and no one followed me. Aww. And I went back in they're like you all right? I'm like yeah I'll have another beer they're like <laughs> here you go. So oh god. Yeah. Dude, I like think
2: about what kind of fucking sound system and stage and literally anything other than an original Picasso that they could have put in there. <laughs> Not for <laughs> that, that he, money. No, for shit. that money. No, it's fucking stupid. Like that you could probably fucking like refurbish half of Bogarts with that easily. You could f- well
3: fixing Bogarts, yeah. You yo yeah you could do that. No, I was just going over numbers in my head,
2: dude. Bogarts. So my favorite thing, with like I love that's that's home for me. That's all that. they've always like. Every time I go through on tour, they just like the second we walk in, they're like, "All right, we can't let Danny look lo- let Danny look bad. What do y'all need to have a good day?" And I'm like, "You guys are the fucking best." <laughs> that rules. And uh, but. The funniest thing with Bogarts is because the stage is all brick and because of the hospital nearby, the radio frequencies are so fucked that like just in-ear packs are just a disaster. It's a nightmare. It's so fucking tough to get them to stick and get a frequency
3: that works. Okay, so that's why it sounds like shit in there all the time is because no one can communicate.
0: No,
2: it sounds like shit because the, P, the old PA sucked ass, and they really have been renovating it. So my friend Kaylee... Uh, she used to be the production assistant at the Wiltern in L.A., and Live Nation brought her to Bogarts to kind of help lead the charge on, like, getting it together. Yeah. And she's changing so much, and it's awesome. Like, they put in so much soundproofing, or dampening, rather, so much mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I back it.
3: I, I ride for Bogarts. All right, I'll just have to... Who do, I saw Fanagram there last year. It, I mean, it was better than when I saw Mike Snow there two years ago. There, so that's With, the thing,
2: like... But. Bogarts is one of those venues that proves who a good audio engineer is. I don't know either of those two audio engineers, but sure. like, there's like, like Thrice's guy, Matt, or no, he's, he's, they're torment, like, uh. Matt tour manages thrice, but then he does front of house for a lot of bands like Say Anything, Academy, is Motion City. Like he and he's from Lexington. Like he grew, he's been to Bogarts a million times just to see shows. He's worked a million shows there, so he gets it. He gets it. Yeah. Like I feel like the only way to properly mix Bogarts is you have to like grow up at Bogarts. It's like it's like it's like a fucking it's like a shitty country club for audio engineers in the sense that. It's not a country club. You just have to be, like, in the know to do it. <laughs> right. That totally makes sense. It's like an after-hours bar for yeah. audio engineers.
3: <laughs> because, like, I get that, because when I saw Mike Snow three years ago at uh, Headliners, it was perfect. Oh, I'm sure. Because that place rules. And then, like, the next year... They closed. What? I think so. No.
2: Fuck. That sucks. Did it? I know Cosmic Charlie is closed.
3: Yeah. Um... But uh, the next year when we saw them at Bogart's, it was just a completely different show. Like, you could not hear the lead singer, period. It's so just different, you know? Yeah,
2: I get it. Maybe not. Maybe headliners didn't close.
3: That'd be great if it didn't. I thoroughly enjoy that venue. And then uh, Luchador's Tacos right down the street. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love Louisville. Louisville's such a fun
2: city. Severely underrated. Dude, criminally. So a few years ago... Uh, my girlfriend at the time was visiting me, and I really wanted to take her to a baseball game, but the Reds were out of town, so I was like, fuck it, let's go to Louisville. Yeah. Went to a Bats game, stayed at a, stayed at the Aloft right by there, Perfect. and there was a, this awesome, like, whiskey bar with barbecue, like, right there, and, uh... Was it Haymarket?
3: Yes. That place is closed. Yep. Oh, yeah. You uh, heard about the guy. Oh,
2: yeah. Bad. But, uh... So I went in and I was looking at the bourbon list And I looked at, I was like, first of all I need to flex for this girl Second of all, I really desperately want to try Pappy Because I haven't yet
3: Oh, that, that was the first time you had it? Yeah,
2: so I was like, hey, do you get the Pappy 12? They're like, no, we're out I was like, you have the Pappy 15? They're like, look, man, like honestly, all we have left is the 23 And I was like, oh yeah? Fuck, I mean, all right. So he's like, yeah, you want some? I was like, yeah So he brings the bottle over And I got the, like he's he like holds he's like oh shit you're lucky you're getting the last pour and i look at him i go all right man you want to make a deal he's like what i was like guarantee i'll be your biggest tip of the night if you let me keep the bottle he's like yeah it doesn't sound like a bad deal to me <laughs> <laughs> so he pours out mine and then he's like sorry man i'm I, I, like with this stuff like we have to do exact pours i was like oh okay that's fine he's like it's my lucky day too i was like why he goes Because there's like a couple drops left. And he just slugs it (laughs) and hands me the bottle. (laughs) Dude, there's like, I looked on it. I I, I hadn't thought about it for a while. But like, I was cleaning my room the other day. And like, I I like to, I have this thing in my room. Like, you know how like college kids just have like all of the shitty liquor bottles as decor? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just have like really nice liquor bottles as decor. (laughs) So I have like, I have Pappy. I got a couple Blanton's bottles. I got like some super nice wine bottles with cool art on them in my room. So I was looking at it. I was like. Could I sell this in case, like, I don't qualify for unemployment and have to, like, suck people's dicks for money in a couple <laughs> weeks? Uh, they're, like, going for,
3: like, 50 to 200 bucks on eBay. An empty bottle. An empty Pappy 23 bottle. That's insane. How much does a full bottle go for? Like, 18 to $2,200? Probably, bucks? yeah. That's crazy. Wait, where did you find Blanton's again? I found it at uh, The Gruff down in, in Covington, which, what a great place to hit before going to a Reds game when they happen. Ugh, man. Right over the Roebling. God, there's just like the Adam Bass is the, is the bar manager there. Dude, He's been on this pod multiple times. Sweet, dude, sweet it's dear the friend. Perfect
2: of the fucking Cincinnati day. You start in Covington. Yep. And you act like you, because in Covington there are no rules. No. So you just do whatever your heart desires before the game. <laughs> you walk across the Roebling. Yep. Go to a great ballpark. Watch yeah. a great baseball team. Sometimes. Yep. <laughs>
3: And then go to a TR and complete your night. Well, here's... Okay, so here's what I would do. I would... Since since it's tough being down here, I might... I would streetcar and then walk over to the gruff and get a beer, and then I'd cross the bridge, maybe go to Holy Grail to see the schmucks and get some good people watching in, go into the ballpark, watch the game, leave the ballpark, go to Jefferson Social, get a Taconi, then catch the streetcar up, get off at Arnold's. Arnold's, hub, motor, libs, home bad. Yeah. Perfect day. That's, I miss it so much. I miss that. I
2: miss just bars a lot. My, so my Reds ritual, uh, unless there's like plans to go out drinking or whatever before or after sure. like my normal Reds plan. So my mom works, uh, out of the Enquirer building. Uh, she works for, uh, not the Enquirer, but she works out right. of that building. Yeah. So, uh, whenever I go to a Reds game, wake up, go grab her parking pass. Yeah. Then mm-hmm drive down there park in that garage I always park on the very top floor as secluded as possible and then I hotbox the fuck out <laughs> of my car and walk into the Reds game seeing triple <laughs> it's so great dude I god I just get in such a zone at baseball games when you you've been there yeah I've been there oh shit speaking of which um why am I not high right now but um yeah um like there's just something like there's just, like baseball is the perfect stoner sport to me not obviously to play but just I just love just zoning out. Like, that, that's what's cool about baseball in particular. I love how this is how we transition to baseball. Yep, yep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, we are expert podcast people because of this. Because but, of this. We're very
3: good at it. Yeah.
2: But, um, no, like, um, I just love that, like, and I know you're the same way. It's like, yeah. w- one day it could be like, you know what? I'm going to go to the Reds game just for fun and to kick it with people and have fun and be a jackass. Yep. But then the next day we go and we're just fucking staring at Tucker Barnhart constantly watching him frame pitches. Exactly. <laughs> that's the beautiful
3: in between. That's
2: the, that's the best part about baseball. It's like there's so much middle ground.
3: That you can, yeah, that you can easily find. There's always, there's, you know, there's your, your person who's t- sitting there keeping score. And then there's your person who's hopping around from beer deck to beer deck. It's the beautiful mix. Get you a man who can do both. That's right. Mm. Like, uh, I uh, I miss like. I mean, this whole season was all set up so that we could uh, see our dear friend in our section and hang out and sit in the perfect spot. But like, there's nothing quite like the after of a game. Like, you've got a seven ten, seven or no a six forty five six ten start. The, you know what I want that all the time. I think I, I'm into that start time. Same. Always. Because why not? Because then you have the rest of the night, and then you have a great chance to like hit a couple places, and if you want to get home in enough time to watch the West Coast games, you're golden. Oh, man. it's perfect. But I love it. I'm into it, so that I, should be it. But also, when you were talking about being a stoner, I just remember what I was going to say, but being a stoner, like, baseball should be the stoner sport, is a bit I've had in my head for years. Dude, it's perfect. You You have someone with you have multiple people with tubs of different food walking down? Walking the to you and being like, Yeah, I want a hot dog and a and a cotton candy and they aren't gonna judge you. No, and, and a lemon chill. Fuck it. Fuck it, let's and go. A beer. Let's go in, drop that lemon chill in that beer, make it your ice cube. Let's fucking go. What is what scre- does a sky rosa
2: not scream, I'm unbelievably stoned? <laughs> like Like, most people that eat Skyrosas, there aren't so... God, dude, there are so many times where I'll come home from tour with edibles Mm -hmm. and then just rip a fat fucking edible (laughs) and then just forget about it. And then two hours later, it's the fifth inning. I'm like, oh, boy.
3: (laughs) There we are. I need three Skyrosas and four lemon chills (laughs) stat. (laughs) Right now. And good thing there's this guy in this bright yellow polo I can't miss with a half cooler strapped to his neck. Yelling what food he has.
2: Baseball, it's the perfect stoner sport. People literally bring junk food to where you're sitting, and then the like. Okay, like for what we're saying, like if you're trying, if you're like a big baseball guy and you're trying to like watch the nitty gritty. Yeah, you need an attention span, but if you're just there to kick it, like you yeah. don't need an attention
3: span. No, if you're like high you as, could zone in and out. If you're high as fuck and you space out, and you're like, shit, what happened? You can look up at two screens the size of skyscrapers that tell you <laughs> exactly what's happening. Yeah, and and broken down at every metric possible.
2: And then there's even a comedy aspect when Vado's playing. Like who knows what's gonna happen <laughs> oh. when Winker's playing when Vado's playing. And then like you can have the whole mind blowing stoner experience when you're like. Wait, Michael Lorenzen's in the outfield. I thought he was a pitcher.
3: What <laughs> the fuck, man? Like it's the what? What, what do you, what do people not get right? And then guess what's in between every half inning? Giant fucking light shows on the boards, light like shows, food, cheerleaders, pressing. weird
2: mascots, um, music. It's the a, ideal a, stoner experience. A dune buggy shooting foam balls out Dude, at some you. Some of the best baseball experiences in my life when I was living in New York. I would. I was walking distance from Yankee Stadium. Whenever I was off tour and there was a day game, wake up, get high as shit, walk across the river to the Bronx, go to my favorite bodega, get snacks. Obviously, a couple bagels with schmear, of
3: course, for breakfast. Yes, and then walk into Yankee Stadium and just fucking kick it. That sounds amazing. It was the best. It doesn't. Yankee Stadium has like the worst beer selection of it's any stadium. It's Horrible. Okay. It's absolutely horrible. Um.
2: The one, be- like my 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 strat, like a great American, like you can drink both for pleasure and for getting drunk. Yes, because that's what Cincinnati craft beer is. It's delicious IPAs. Yep, Yankee Stadium. You can. Eat, your only two options are either just generic corporate beer or Goose Island IPA, which is the only beer they are capable of getting anyone drunk.
3: Wait, they don't they don't have any Brooklyn beer in there. No, nope. that's fucking stupid. That is dumb as shit. I mean, we... Oh, man, it's tough. Either us or Seattle have the best beer selection of any ballpark I've been to. I know you You love um, Dodger, Dodger Stadium for their beer selection because oh. you love Golden Road. So,
2: Dodger Stadium's beer selection isn't great, but they do have <laughs> Golden Road Tallboys. But the best part of Dodger Stadium beer, there are carts with... different Mexican beers. Mm -hmm. And for an additional charge, you can turn it into a michelada.
3: Okay. Dude, it's a game changer. It's fucking unreal. All right. So next year, we were already looking for June to go to Primavera Sound for 2021. Which, did you see that lineup? It's silly. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's... That's in Spain, right? Yeah. Dude.
2: Barcelona. Barcelona? Yeah. I cannot... Even begin to describe how amazing Barcelona and Madrid are. Okay. It's like, dude, uh, so we had a night off. and So we were supposed to have like a full day off in Barcelona. We were going to get tattooed and go out to dinner and explore and everything. But we were coming from Switzerland. Yeah. So then the snow on the Swiss Alps happened, and we didn't get in there till that night. But the tour ended in Madrid, and I stayed there for like three days by myself. Oh. And I had so much fun dude it's just so, it's like especially for like somebody that likes food like yeah dude, that's literally all i did yeah besides yeah. lose my passport and have to get that replaced <laughs> but uh that's another conversation but like i would just like so our, our lighting guy stayed for an extra day and there's a fucking chain of counters called museo del jamón which is exactly what you think it is museum of ham You go in, Mm. and there's, like, five bar seats, and then the rest is just standing counter service. Yeah. And for, like, I think it was, like, 25 euros, we got three, like, a plate each of three different types of ham, patatas bravas, and then two different kinds of cheeses and beers. Ooh. It's so cheap and just so delicious. And then Mm. there's, like, the big market downtown. Yeah. Where I just... So I went to a Real Madrid basketball game, and there was a market... There's this big market downtown, and I just... Took an hour and a half Literally walked in Did a lap And then did another lap And that lap, everything I saw on the first lap Like, oh, that looks interesting Or, oh, that looks really good I ate everything (laughs) And then I was like, oh, this is great Like, I'm a little wine drunk Like, go to this game Get real hammered, Uber home That sounds like a perfect night It does until you realize they don't serve beer you're At Euro League games, why? Because it's the fu- like So with soccer, uh, they don't serve. In, in European soccer, they don't serve beer. Like you can't bring it into the stands. You can only drink it in the concourse because people are animals over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which fair enough.
3: I get that they're rowdy but, as um, fuck. Yeah, they just only served NA beer. What the fuck? What's the point? They're like. I get it, I get it. They're rowdy, they, they jump, they scream the whole time. Why make it worse? And then next thing you know, they're chucking those fucking, those, those cups onto the field. Totally get it.
2: Ugh, I'm trying. Oh, no. I'm trying to do something. Um, oh. But, uh, um, dude, you gotta go.
3: So, I've been thinking... Right. So, it's like, okay, so Spain, and then the other thing I need to do is just a West Coast ball trip. So, that's between those two things next year. Like,
2: okay... Uh, the west coast ball trip is obvious like that would be so like i I think that you can't obviously you can't go wrong either way right but like it is so fucking mind-blowing to like just go to another country with no plan yeah like i mean even if you have like right even if you have a plan just like giving yourself free time like some of the best times in my life we're on, like, on that tour, just right. going out drinking somewhere. Right. Like Amsterdam, just, oh, we have a day off. What do you want to do? I have no idea. I'm going to walk around and figure out what I want yep, to do. Yeah,
3: that's what Alicia and I did. Our, that's how we did our honeymoon. We showed up, and we got to our, we got to our resort, and we were just like, what are we going to do? And it's like, I don't know. Let's look around.
2: Dude, me, me and our drum tech, we went to a coffee shop, got relentlessly high, and then some of the uh, some of the band guys were like, hey, there's this, like... Or no, so we, we parked our... So the difference in Europe and the U.S., in the U.S., you can run your, the bus generator yeah. everywhere, so you can park anywhere. In Europe, you can't just leave the generator running. So you have to park in specific, like, places that you can plug in. So generally, you park out of town. Sure. So in Amsterdam, we take the train into town, and just, we're like, all right, let's figure out what to do. So we just sit on this patio and just drink Juplers. Mm. And then our drum tech and I went to a coffee shop, got super stoned when we were deciding like oh should we smoke another joint or like go do something else uh a couple of the band guys were like hey there's this club that's doing like a jazz night seems really chill like we're gonna go check that out and obviously we're both high shit it's right uh yeah (laughs) we opened the door of the coffee shop and we went we exited a different door than we came in and literally this is brilliant this is the most brilliant thing in marketing history There was a fucking stroopwaffle stand Uh, and like other pastries. And I just went up and I said to him, I said, I would like one stroopwaffle and three of whatever you think I should try. Oh, shit. That's what I did in Europe. I would just like, we would get to restaurants and like, either I couldn't read the menu or I was just so
3: overwhelmed that I was like, whatever you would eat right now, give me two things. Yep. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because we both have the same palate where it's just like, I'll eat almost anything unless it's... I literally will try anything twice. Anything. Yeah, except for, I mean, most beans. But I can live if, like, the dish overpowers the rest of the beans. Dude, we were talking about Ugly,
2: Ugly Delicious earlier. It's so funny to me that, like, David Chang, a professional chef whose job is to make good-tasting food and know what f- good food tastes like, he just refuses to eat donkey.
3: Yeah. <laughs> also, what's so mind-blowing about that show is, like, oh, yeah, this is the first time I've ever had a kitchen in my apartment. That's crazy that most people don't have functioning kitchens in their apartments, including most chefs. Uh-huh. And when they're eating schedules, it's like, whatever I can find. I don't even think about it. I'm Dude. like, you cultivate amazing meals. Dude, and you don't give a fuck. That's so, it's so funny to me because like, a lot of the people
2: I know that like, work in food service or chefs, whatever, mm-hmm. they just like, they're just the degenerates of degenerates. Oh, yeah. just, it's a gift. It truly is. Like Anthony Bourdain, perfect example. He's like one of the, my all time heroes. It's like he is just as happy eating a shit ass burger yep. as he is eating the nicest French cuisine ever prepared. Yeah. And like he is just as happy drinking a high life as he is drinking a 1900 fucking Chardonnay. You exactly. Know? Like <clears throat> that's, that's the thing. That I love about food and that whole, like, world is people that just get it, you know? Yeah. And, like, just the understanding that it doesn't have to be good to be good.
3: No, it just has to fit the moment. Yeah,
2: like, if I'm
3: wasted, I don't want, like,
2: a gourmet, like, prefix meal. Yeah. I want a fucking... I want what a burger? Spam, I want a Spam Musubi and a Loco Moco, which is Dude. literally just rice and gravy and burger. And a Spam Musubi is just rice
3: and Spam and seaweed wrap. <laughs> it's that, garbage. That sounds so fucking good. Right? Right. Sounds amazing. Like, um, like when... Like, okay, so, like, one of the things I learned from David Chang that I started doing when I was hammed that always hit the spot was just getting a brick of ramen, opening up the seasoning packet, and just dumping it on while it's, it's just dry. And then you just eat it like a sandwich.
2: Earlier is quor- so good. Earlier this quarantine, a ramen burger happened. Oh. I saw it, like, a bunch of places on the internet. Like... You cook the, you put the whole brick of ramen in. Okay. And you season it, like, you put the whole brick of ramen, or you put two bricks of ramen in. Okay. And you only cook them a bit, just so it's, like, soft, but Mm. they still hold their shape, and then fucking put a cheeseburger and egg in there. I would eat that. That sounds amazing. I would totally eat that. Yeah. Fuck, with the egg? God, that's perfect. Yeah. Fuck That's the thing with like That's the Ugh. thing with food It's like obviously Everybody has their own palate And I'm, try- I'm not trying To say you're wrong If you don't agree But you are But uh <laughs> It's like Um I don't care who you are Or where you cook Or what you've done Fucking like A McDonald's burger Is good It is effectively yes. good
3: Yes, and you're wrong if you say otherwise. I agree. It's just, and it, you get what you pay for. A, a quarter, like a fucking their dot their junior cheeseburger yes. is the perfect cheeseburger for ninety nine cents. But then you can go and be a schmuck and get a a gold flaked dumb fucking wagyu burger, burger with bone marrow. On yeah, it. and you're spending three hundred dollars on a burger. Both of those are good. You know what we're going to do sometime soon? What? We're going to make that
2: Jewish meatball sub that I talked yeah, about. Yeah, explain to them All what, right th- this is perfect. Okay, this is patented and copywrote in my mind, maybe not legally, but amongst myself and the only people that know it is. Yeah, I will. I am Jewish. <laughs> you are about to find out how Jewish. I will sue you. Do not make this. Do not talk to me about it. Pretend it doesn't exist. Right. But- all right. Kaiser roll. mm With. hmm Spread it with some ch- chicken liver pate. Mm-hmm. Put a kosher pickle spear in there. Mm-hmm. And then brisket slices Oof. and matzo balls. Oh. I wonder if you could make a roll out of matzo ball. I don't... know. Th- no. You'd have to do, like... I wonder if you could do, like, really small, like... Not... I'm trying to think of a comp, like raspberry-sized
3: matzo balls
2: or, like, grape-sized yeah. matzo
3: balls. That'd be a good move. That'd be a really good move. So that way it's you're, you're not overpowering. No.
2: Maybe throw some, like,
3: sweet, like, sautéed onions in there. Yeah, for sure that. Definitely that. Uh, you would sauté them in some Worcestershire. They have given a nice, salty, vinegary bite. Ugh. That'd be really good. Uh, are we well, forgetting any... We, well, we're not putting cheese on it. I would say
2: no into the salty vinegary onions because you already have the vinegary salty pickle.
3: That's true. So,
2: sweet onions. see, Because you need some sugar in there. Because the br- Jewish brisket
3: is just pure meat. There's no, yeah. like... Sweetness or anything. It's None, just boiled meat. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my grandpa made it for us all the time growing up. So, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you, you know. My my grandpa made a barbecue sauce specifically made for brisket. I love that. It's so tangy. There was this guy, um, he used to be like a
2: private chef for celebrities. Yeah. He's a Cincinnati Jewish guy. His name's Kenny Tessel. And he opened a barbecue shack called Kate T's Barbecue. Ooh. And it was unbelievable because it was bar it was classic bar like texas barbecue brisket but it i don't even know how to describe it it's just like it wasn't as like melt in your mouth as that it was like jewish but texas you know right 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 so it had a little bit of chew to it yeah that was amazing see
3: i don't see i need brisket with a little bit more of a crunch to do it i don't need that fattiness to melt my mouth yeah i needed to be a touch dude, dry. That, Not too dry. A touch
2: dry. Dude, that ugly, delicious barbecue episode where I, the guy was saying that they cook their sides under the whole pig that's smoking, so the fat just drips into them. I'm like, you're a mm-hmm. fucking genius. You are a
3: genius. That's uh, Yeah, I, I thoroughly remember that episode. Uh, here's something that was kind of mind-blowing today. Uh, so Dunlap Cafe, Fantastic. Staple classic staple in OTR. Uh, Rachel, I think Rachel or Rebecca, I think it's Rachel made a sandwich today, a breakfast sandwich. It was bacon, sausage, American cheese, fried egg, and the bread, French toast. It was a beautiful, it looked like, and she stacked like a club sandwich, like it was gorgeous.
2: Like, okay. I'm just going to say it. Okay. Someone had to. Club sandwiches are just like a work of art. Agreed. 100%. When you I know, don't
3: know why they're like. Nobody like seeks out a club sandwich. I do. Okay. Fair enough. I love club sandwiches. I, I, and you know what I seek out more than a club, but that's just because I, it's the perfect summer, late spring, summer BLT. meal. BLT? Yep. Yep. Can't beat that. Dude, and now like I can have my fix with it since I'm, you know, since the carboning. Uh, I uh, BLT Unwitch from Jimmy John's. Oh, yeah. Perfect. On the road. I got to get it. Slided some lettuce. I'm done. I got my fix. You know what my favorite cold sandwich
2: is? Hmm. The tuna salad and egg double decker at Blue Ash Chili. Ooh. It's fantastic. I love Blue Ash Chili. Blue Ash Chili is unreal. It's just so good. The six yeah. way? Oh my god. Yeah, like,
3: with the fr- with the jalapeno poppers? So or the deep fried jalapenos? Yeah, yeah you can't. What I'm that?
2: wondering is if the Reds win another World Series Okay. Are they making a seven way? They have to.
3: Ooh, what would you put on it then? So you've already got okay, sketi, chili, cheese, onions, beans, jal- jalapenos. deep fried jalapenos. What would you add to that? Honestly, what I would add because I already do it at Camp Washington, get getta. I, That's not a bad idea. I
2: think that the easy way out is sour cream. Is what sour cream? Ugh!
3: I see. I think sour not cream with is such cheese, an though. overrated I hate condiment.
2: Sour cream. I don't. The only context I will have sour cream is like. If it just happens to come on something. Sure. Like a California burrito. You need the sour cream okay, yeah. to cream down the fucking wad of potatoes and meat. Exactly. Absolutely. I get that. 100%. But like, I will, I, I, There has not been one moment in my life where I've thought, wow, this would be a lot better with sour cream. Never, ever. Never have I had that. No. You know what pisses me off, though, even more than people worshiping sour cream? What? People that use Greek yogurt instead of it because that's a thing and Wait. it's it's offensive and it makes me uncomfortable and honestly I should probably call my therapist.
3: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Use greek yogurt instead
2: of yeah. What? Like un like the the unflavored greek yogurt just like the tang. Just pure tang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just no. Absolutely not. I
3: absolutely not. Just by itself you're not a I'm not No, I love up. greek yogurt. Yeah, okay. I like? Okay. Okay. I like regular yogurt better,
2: but because of the probiotic benefit of Greek yogurt, I eat Greek yogurt. Right. And uh, Chobani... Siggy's is Icelandic yogurt, and it fucks. Siggy's is the best, like, of, of regularly available yogurt, Siggy's is by far the best, by a wide margin. Okay. Chobani's my steady, though. Okay. Chobani, Chobani's wifey. Siggy's is, like, I'm on a business trip in Vegas away from the family, and... And I'm roll. I, I just came up big at the casino. I'm gonna Treat get a high yourself. priced escort. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what Siggy's is to me. Chobani is wifey. Okay. Chobani is always there for me. So, but, anyways, I digress. <laughs> you understand my point on Greek yogurt. I like it. It's yeah. I I, I enjoy Greek yogurt tremendously i'd give greek yogurt like a seven out of ten i'd give regular yogurt like an eight out of ten anyways yeah 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 yeah. yeah. greek yogurt is not sour cream sour cream is not greek yogurt imagine eating sour cream with granola that's disgusting that's foul why would you eat a burrito with greek yogurt i don't get it i you should i need to talk to my therapist (laughs) right now because i'm so worked up about this but if you're listening to this and you use greek yogurt as a sour cream alternative you need to talk to your therapist or honestly just turn yourself into the fbi yeah yeah yeah. turn yourself it's not the same it's not
3: even close okay so you are visibly tense yeah okay hold on
2: i've got i've got some content here it's not it's not a celeb it's not a writer but it's somebody that has a strong food opinion that uh i would like to share and i would like him to share it i can share it but i want him to share because he'll get super worked up to. Okay. Um, I hope he answers. It's Who- a friend of mine from Jewish Summer Camp, so that's a that's a preview of what this is going to wow, be. Wow,
3: that's a haul.
2: Yeah. Um, I hope he answers. I hope we're on the same page. He will. No, we will be. Wow, this is great content brought this to is... you by Sapporo Beer. Ben, you have
3: to answer. And... Uh, thank you, Armchair Media, for supporting us and supporting this podcast. And 50 I can't believe other you're getting podcasts. paid right now to talk about Greek yogurt. Uh, it's, you know, it's the, it's, the, it's the life I lead. It's a beautiful one.
2: Anyways, Ben did not answer. Here is the take. Uh, give me that hot, steamy take. This is punishable by incarceration for life, in my opinion. Okay. You, un- okay. If you are eating a bagel without schmear, whatever. Sure. If you are eating a bagel with schmear, period. No matter what it takes. I have used a fucking key. I have used my fucking gym swipe card. If you don't have a knife, there's no excuse. You do not under any circumstances rip and dip. You spread oh, the cream no. cheese on the bagel. Yes. I don't care if you eat it as a sandwich. I don't care if you eat it half by half. I personally go lower half then big half. Okay. Because I I want the top the top half's the better part. Okay. That's like I want to save the best for us. Anyways, regardless, I digress... If you rip and dip, or anything other than spread the cream cheese, I want you to contact
3: me and schedule a time to get your ass beat. That's wrong. It is. It's it's wrong offensive to, because you're not getting the full experience. No. It's supposed to be melting into the bagel. Yes, you can't just scoop it out like it's a tortilla chip. You're you're just you're also breaking down the bagel. I like, so I eat the same breakfast every day when I'm off
2: tour because it's still it's the perfect breakfast. Okay. Two over easy eggs And a bagel with cream cheese So the way I do this And you'll appreciate this I start frying the eggs Slam the bagel on the toaster Then once the bagel's out of the toaster The eggs still have a couple minutes So then I spread the cream cheese on the bagel Smart And it melts in And seeps through And then the egg's done Right Oh but I'm not done yet
1: Mm. Then I
2: dip that shit in the runny yolk Mm. And it is perfection That's when you dip no. Well, I, I, I don't rip and dip. No, you can no. dip. Like, if you're dipping a bagel into, like, matzo ball soup or something, like. Different. Of course. But you don't rip off a bite and then dip it into cream cheese. No, that's Also, don't that's rip a off sin. a bite and dip it into matzo ball soup.
3: Yeah, just don't. I don't. I, okay. A I, don't ba- like rip, a, a, I don't rip and dip a bagel in general. I rip it with my teeth and then I eat it. If you want, if you want like, a small
2: bite-sized bite of bagel, that's what bagel chips are for, you animal. Exactly. It's literally, like somebody, somebody thought about that. We, so, like, somebody went out of their way to create bagel chips for you horrible people, <laughs> and you're sitting all over that? Yeah.
3: Like, it's nothing sacred to you? No, nothing is. Nothing is. They don't understand culture. They I, just don't get just it. It's just
2: disgusting, and they're just. Ugh, it's gross. And then okay, so I would say go live in a trailer park where you belong. But that's disrespectful to people that live in trailer yeah, parks. Yeah, it is. Some good people live in trailer yeah, parks. Go live in jail where you belong. <laughs> Replace every person incarcerated for any marijuana-related crime to somebody that rips and dips bagels. Agreed.
3: Also, if you're putting it in there and you're 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 scooping, you are also leaving shit behind in your cream cheese for the next person who uses it well the only con like you don't
2: dip into the whole tub of cream cheese like the rip and dip like i'm I'm not trying to justify it i'm just saying like okay think about it like this okay you're in a rush at the airport right you hit brugger's grab a bagel and like one of those individual cups of cream cheese okay still not an excuse if you don't have time to enjoy a bagel the way God intended you don't deserve to I agree Alicia we'd like to talk to you okay. it you know what, I'm, I'm going to ask this because it might put Billy in a weird situation I'm just going to preface this no pressure but uh' you're, that's fine, fine. married to a Jew. You wonder, just now, if I ever see you doing that or if Billy ever says that references that what you What if it's from a shitty bagel? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Respect your husband's
0: heritage. Yeah. I will call the FBI immediately. <laughs> That's fine. I do that from the bagel stop at work. I get a jalapeno bagel, and then I get they get because let me explain why. Hang on, I need to close the door because we're not paying to heat the air conditioning
2: the outside. <laughs> we're not what, paying to heat the air conditioning outside. That is, I've got sounds like a
0: ripper and dipper right there. <laughs> Listen, I shit you not. The bagel stop at three twelve Elm Street. They rip off. Okay. Like, imagine that you get a bagel, okay? And they take an entire, an entire Philadelphia cream cheese block and put it on there. That's the way it should be. That's disgusting. Dis- I'm talking... That's, how, that's thing- how I know you're a shiksa.
2: That's all the proof I need. Have you been to Mark's Bagels? No.
0: I'm bringing Mark's bagels here. Next That's time come, fine. I'm put, telling you, they put a disgusting ass amount of cream cheese and the bagel stop at 312 Elm Street is the only time in my life I have ever dipped a bagel, but I do it there because they put so much low-quality, bad cream cheese on the bagel I'm just you gonna, have to dip it. So you have to. You have no choice. We have a fundamental
2: difference in how we live our lives in the sense that... As a Jew, I, honestly,
0: I think you're just being anti-Semitic at this point because <laughs> Billy doesn't eat carbs. I last Saturday I was like, we should go to OTR Bagel Bar, and he hesitated. He goes, that's too many carbs. So yell at him. No, he's he he is he agrees with
2: me nonetheless. Look, as a Jew, the reason I think you're being stop trying to stop trying to change the subject. You are anti-Semitic because there is no such thing as too much cream cheese. Mm. I want you to write an open letter to Adam Sandler. Ben Stiller and Andy Samberg and Joe Rogan and honestly, Eminem, I don't, he's not Jewish, but I want you to include him. I want you to write an apology. And then at that point we can move forward. No. Then we are like, this is like when you find, like, like this is like if you were to find out that like built like your, one of your best friends was a Trump supporter. Like you're,
0: Billy's you're, whole family. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like you know them so well and like they are good people, but there's just this massive flaw. You know? Like I care about I'm you sorry. So- I'm care- sorry
0: that the three twelve Elm Street bagel stop puts too much cream cheese on a bagel. If you write a review, they can change it. Or just order light cream cheese. I've tried to them light cream cheese is half a block of Philadelphia cream cheese. That's fine. That's light. It's gross. It's literally
3: I will excuse this behavior. I'm so. I will excuse it because have you ever ate at a bagel stop? No, it's trash. It's okay, gross. Okay, but like, they it, it shouldn't call themselves bagel stop. They should just be called ring bread stop. It's disgusting.
2: Circular bread. Circular bread that was fried in oil. You know what's even better than a bagel with cream cheese? Two bagels with cream cheese? Well, obviously. But <laughs> uh, when you put a whole bagel, you don't separate it. Okay. You just put the whole bagel in the toaster. Mm-hmm. Toast it, like, light. Just, like, warm it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a little gummy. Yeah, yeah. Pull it out. Okay. Spread butter around the ring and then fuck the shit out of it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> whole grain and whole penis. Oh, God, yes. Okay, how... Talk how- about cream cheese. Mm. How are you with peanut butter on bagels? It's fine. Okay, good. All right, we're on the same. I mean,
2: thing. there's nothing wrong with peanut
3: butter. There's nothing mm. wrong with bagels. You know, perfect. It's like, I nothing beats peanut butter and a cinnamon raisin bagel. Oh, I can think of something that does. Okay, I want
2: you. Can I talk to you real quick, Billy? You can talk to me. Get at me. I want you to go to Kroger. Okay. I want you to get Dave's Killer Bread, Boomin Blueberry Bagels. Okay. And I want you to get the bougie, like, hipster jar blueberry preserves. Mm, hmm And I want you to get whatever cream cheese your heart desires. And I want you to toast that bagel, like, mm. if you're on a scale of 1 to 10, like a 5. Okay, I'm into this. And then I want you to put cream cheese, or I want you to put peanut butter. Sorry, I don't even know why I said cream cheese. I want you to put peanut butter. Okay. And I want you to put blueberry jelly on a blueberry bagel. Ooh. It, it is an erotic experience. That is
3: Horny. And especially so if the peanut warning. butter starts melting. Ooh. Mm. Oh, you know what? That OTR bagel, it was your first time. Pretty fucking good, yeah, right? Yeah, I had a... What bagel did I? I had a salt and pepper bagel yep. with
2: uh, fucking sauerkraut schmear.
3: It's Their shower, sauerkraut schmear is so good. So they'll do sauerkraut schmear... What other Jews do I know that have hot bagel takes? <laughs> There's got to be a ton. Uh, so... What they normally do It's a pretzel bagel With their corned beef Swiss And their, their uh, Sauerkraut schmear And it is To die for They also have Crazy flavored bagels Like Fruity Pebbles bagels Gold, uh, Golden Golden grams bagels flaming Hot Cheeto bagels And Grippo's Dust bagels Which is what I normally get But they were out And it is To die for And it doesn't break the bank So It appeals to every side of the Jew In both of us Like, your bagel with schmear was, like, $3. Oh, it's
2: beautiful. You found one? I I, I found somebody that both has a baseball tie and a Jewish tie.
3: Ooh, I'm into this. I'm already into it. Yeah.
2: Hey! Kara Jeffrey, you are live on the new Nasty Boys podcast. Uh, (laughs) Let let me introduce (laughs) Kara Jeffrey to the listeners. Kara is the queen of Mets Twitter and the business manager for a bunch of wonderful artists that I have worked with and also artists that I haven't worked with. She's great. Kara, we're not talking baseball right now. Oh no. Because there's no baseball talking? to talk about. I just um I just want to have, ask a question of you. Yeah. Let's say a uh, a guy took you on a date. Um. And it was your first date, and you didn't know him at all, just like a Tinder match or whatever. And uh he said, "Oh, and you you had talked before." And you're like, "Oh, we're both Jewish." Like or You know what? No, it doesn't even matter. The religion doesn't matter. If it was a Jew, like, you would stab him immediately. Anyways, what I'm getting at is, if you were to, if some guy were to take you on a date, and he were to get a bagel with cream cheese, and instead of spreading the cream cheese on the bagel, he were to rip off a chunk of bagel and then dip it in cream cheese, would he get a second date? Okay.
1: in general, so I would say
3: that he would have to be perfect otherwise to get a second date. Whoa!
2: Like That's the thing. We were just talking about this. For people that rip and dip, bagel chips were literally created for those monsters, and they're shitting all over science. That's and just not a way to eat a bagel. It's just not a way to live your
3: life. It's not. I would, I would advise that anyone who does that maybe go to therapy. You oh. know? Everyone should go to therapy. Carrots it's billy devore the the co-host of this podcast nice to meet you um hi hi. so speaking of maybe sending those people to therapy question for you i found out my wife rips and dips at one bagel place because she says they put on too much cream cheese um should i get the divorce papers started now or later why
1: does she? Why doesn't she just go to another bagel place? Well, <laughs>
3: cream that is legit. It's in her building where she works. So if she's in okay. a pinch, she's just like, okay, I have to be here. I'm in a rush, so I'll go there. Sure. And it's trash. Has
1: she, has she tried asking them to put on less cream
3: cheese? Yeah, and she says they still put on half a like a half grocery size block of cream cheese, which is still like a perfectly fine amount.
1: I feel like there are better ways to handle this than ripping and dipping. It just it just feels wrong, like the wrong
2: way to eat a bagel, no matter what. So let's change the subject real quick. I just want, like, a visceral okay. reaction from you. Okay. If I were to tell you that I was wearing a game-used Matt Harvey Reds jersey right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought we weren't talking about baseball. Well, we are now. Um. So... There's literally nothing to talk about. How long have we been recording right now? Hour and a half. We've been going for an hour and a half, literally just about video games and food and, like, the oh, ideal yes. Great American Ballpark Day. So we're really just filling time here. Um, I love it. Give us, like, give us your breakdown, like, the immediate reaction, because, like, obviously this is very immediate. Check's date. This was, tw- this was two years ago. What was your reaction to the Matt Harvey, Devin Masaracco trade? <laughs> <laughs>
1: spot for matt harvey
2: i have a hard spot it, for him yeah, same <laughs> uh,
1: bro, bro i liked devin messarocco i thought that he was a good solid catcher but i will always it, it was like the end of an era because when matt harvey was at his peak there was just nothing like it
3: no it was and
2: amazing
1: to see him fall just really hurt and it just brings me great
2: sadness to think about, honestly. That's, like, that's the thing with me. Like, that's why, like, that whole, like, the whole era, the half season that, that uh, Harvey was with the Reds, it's yeah. just so funny to me, and that's, like, why I like sports memorabilia, because it's, like, just a literal piece of history. So it's, like, that era, just because, like, Matt Harvey, Matt Harvey's Mets tenure was, like, just such a big part of, like, my life as a baseball fan so far, and, like, just that monster of a name, Like, he was one of the biggest celebrities in the country for a minute. And, like, when he went to the Reds, it's like, holy shit. Like, obviously, he's not good, but, like, wow. Matt Harvey, Cincinnati Red.
1: And no offense, but something about Matt Harvey being in Cincinnati also just made me really sad. Like, just, you know, I feel like Matt couldn't live the life he wanted
2: to live. Well, that's absolutely incorrect. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I, I, I will say this. I have not done cocaine in Cincinnati but that being said I know a lot of people who have and while the cocaine scene in Cincinnati is certainly not as glamorous or luxurious as it is in New York uh, there's plenty of it and there's plenty of of trouble to get into here sure it just feels a lot more sad to think about Kara, I'm going to leave you with this I'm going to leave you with this the next time okay. one of your clients... Okay, <laughs> hypothetically, if music... If, if anyone ever makes music, you can. If touring ever comes back. Yeah, if touring ever comes back, yeah, mm-hmm. the next time one of your clients plays Cincinnati or Columbus, yeah. and I'm home, okay. I want you to come out, and I'll take you to a Reds game, and I will... You won't even... You literally won't remember how good of a time you had in Cincinnati. I like Great American Ballpark. I've been, I've been yeah. to Cincinnati. Yeah, then you clearly... Well, yeah, we didn't hang out, which is why you think that it's a depressing place. I don't think I knew
1: you then. Oh, well.
2: It was, it was, it was before you came into
1: my life, Annie. Yeah. Sad, sad times. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: um, well, do you have anything else to add? Do you have anything to promote? Um,
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> if you go
2: outside, wear a mask. Great, great plug. Great that's, plug. Are any of your clients selling masks?
1: You know what? I don't think so.
2: Um, Phoebe really needs masks. I feel like that would would make the most sense. Wait, Uh, I know that Minus the Bear doesn't exist anymore, but they really need to do, like, a Minus the Virus mask. Oh, my God. I mean, they're not pouring, but they're still, like, I feel like they could still make Yeah, they could make that web store cash. We'll see if I can work my magic. Give Am- um, give Amber give Amber a call. Tell her I suggested I, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, look. I know there's a lot of other things going on, but we have to make a minus the bear. Mass. This this has to happen
1: right this now. Is a priority.
2: You call Amber. I'll call Jake. It'll happen. Perfect. I love it. I'm excited. All right. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. Oh, of course. It's been wild. I love it. It was nice to meet you. <laughs> Wow, you guys, because we haven't met before.
1: Who, I heard two other people's voices, no? No, just no.
2: one voice.
1: Oh, okay, well, maybe I'm going crazy then.
2: Yep, I've aren't been, we all? I've been, I've, been in, I've been in Florida for two and a half months, so... Wait, why are, are you in Florida? Jesus. Yeah. Why? My
1: parents live here
2: now. Oh, fuck, that sucks.
1: Yeah, I came, wow. down, here, I came down here two and a half months ago. And, oh, God. Um, I have...
2: Well, every minute that you spend on the phone is less time finding Florida man. So, yes, exactly. yeah. you need to I'm go find become, Florida man. I'm going to become Florida man. Mrs. Florida man. Yes, yeah, Mrs. Florida. Man. Mrs. Florida man in the person <laughs> in, in in the voice in, in, uh, coming God. through the airwaves. Okay. I really was tempted to make a Jack's mannequin pun, but I resisted. I, I- Well, Billy is spraying hand sanitizer on his elbow that he just sneezed on. So I really have to go.
1: (laughs) Okay. But on that note, thank you so
2: much. Thank you for your contribution.
1: Of course.
2: Goodbye.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. I don't even know why you asked like Florida. She's like, yeah, my parents have a place down there. You could have just been like, oh, yeah, Jewish. Duh. Come on. Um, Another bagel take
2: from the one that got away, Kayla Dorvell. Yeah. She lives in Seattle. Nice Jewish girl in Seattle. Texted her, I said, "Do you have any hot bagel takes for this podcast I'm on?" Uh yeah, got some bagels from a chef the other day, Mount Bagel. Salt bagels rule all the, uh, rule all other bagels, but poppy seed is a close second. That's all I got. Oh, okay. Well, Here, you know what? Let me ask her. She she's like seriously dating a guy that isn't me, unfortunately. That's a bummer. I'm going to ask her. Here, Billy, I, carry this real quick.
3: I gotta send this. Text. I got you. I'll carry it. Um so, I, you brought it up. You are wearing a game-used Matt Harvey jersey that you found on eBay, which you had, you had an adventure getting to and co- collecting the jersey. But when she brought up the sadness that Matt, when Matt Harvey came here, he really only had four terrible starts. And the rest were average. So he wasn't what he was, but he was starting to figure out that he could still throw his slider and place his fastball.
2: So the Matt Harvey era for me is so funny and just such a just vivid memory slash not because it, I mean, obviously, like we had so much fun with it. But I was on tour with the Scottish band then. And they were all like much, like literally twice my age, and they all just they were super mellow. We had a day off in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. and I used to live there, obviously. So I went out with all of my Atlanta friends, and I blacked the fuck out. And that was the night that Matt Harvey got his first win for the Reds. And I had the bar we were on turn it on, and like I was following on my phone and like watching everything. Yeah, and you, you know me, I pitcher wins are literally the most irrelevant stat in sports. Yes, but like. Just because of just the comedy of it. I don't know I, I Again, I literally blacked out. Woke up the next morning. I was tour managing that one. So, like, had to check emails like fucking every second. So, wake up, immediately check my email. Fanatics, receipt for your order. <laughs> what? W- what did I. W- when did I order something from Fanatics? <laughs> Click on it. That night at 2 a.m., I ordered a Matt Harvey like a replica jersey. That's amazing. And I. Yeah, that that that's my new Beater jersey. It's just, I and I got to wear it to City Field, so I was on another tour, and before like before any tour happens during baseball season, I map it out and I figure out like what games I might be able to go to, and I was like, oh, we have a day off before the New York show. We don't. This is it's not a long drive. We're gonna have a New York day off. Yeah. I wonder if the Mets or Yankees are in town. The Reds were playing the Mets. This was last year, so this was after the Harvey era. But I went. To the game with your publicist, Natalie, yes, and I was wearing the jersey, and it it wasn't even heckling people like be, people got the joke, which was amazing, <laughs> like obvious, I wasn't even wearing it to troll, it was just purely just like this is a dumb thing I own, you guys will really appreciate it, yeah, 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 and I was cheering for the Reds, but then everyone in my section caught on in this like the third inning. Because every time, like, Jay Bruce and Todd Frazier were on the Mets, and I would stand up and fucking go nuts. (laughs) And they, like, got, they they got it real quick. They're like, oh, my God. This is amazing. Ultimate homer. Didn't see Trent come down and just give you shit? Yeah, Trent came down, gave me shit, put my bald spot on blast on Twitter. Yeah. Okay, um... What'd she say? So Kayla, the one that got away, I said, "If Bay ripped a chunk of the bagel off and dipped it in cream cheese instead of spreading it, would you break up with him? Oh, definitely, it would be over. That's heinous." Wow, a lot of aggressive. Good to know for me. Maybe I can. Maybe next time I hang out with them, I'll get him drunk and then goad him into ripping and
3: dipping, and then I can get there back with Kayla. Then you can swoop in and live in one of uh, one of uh, one of America's great cities.
2: Uh, and also- Kara just said, "Are you actually recording a podcast?" So I sent a picture of him. <laughs> She's a delight.
3: She's great. Um, also, that should be your new bio on Twitter. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, on Tinder. It really
2: should. If you rip and dip bagels, you're not eligible. You're not eligible. Sorry. Move along. Does the new
3: Nasty Boys have an Instagram? We do. That's the only thing we actually use is the Instagram. <coughs> so she can, she can see last week's picture of us just laying on the couch, which was so nice. So... You bought your replica, and now you have completed what uh, the only the ultimate jer- the, the only ultimate logical j- conclusion, <laughs> right? To the jersey. This is just a two part story. There is no third, unless you can find a, an a un- home. authentic home. So, or you can find a Reds play a Harvey Players Weekend jersey. So, for me,
2: I, I like memorabilia. As I just said, like I think it's like it's a really like it's like a, you can literally hold history in your hand. Yes. So like I don't ever buy like stupid expensive stuff But like of players that I really care about Or like cool things So I have Luis Severino's first ever major league hit by pitch I have the first ball that he ever hit somebody with That's tight I have uh, a fucking just random Brett Boone game jersey Because he's my second favorite player Or
3: third favorite player of all time Yeah and Sean Green Mets jersey I I buy things... You also have uh, Bob Steve signed cleats.
2: No, I have a Bob Steve spring training jersey from when he was like super young and i have a bob steve fielder's glove so i bought both of those back to back when he was still the top prospect and i was like super buying in and i was like oh i'll flip these but i have taylor trammell signed cleats that i I, I did buy to flip so once he gets called up in 2025 i'm gonna flip them. you think it's gonna be that long i was making a joke about baseball not coming back he'll be be, (laughs) he will be up whatever the first season back is but 2023 anyways so because of that I'll search eBay probably, like, twice a week. Just Cincinnati Reds game-used filter game-used
3: memorabilia. That's smart. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah,
2: it's just... Even if, like... Even if I'm not buying anything, it's just cool to, like, see these things, you know? Yeah, it's just a museum on your phone. Exactly. It's a museum on your phone. Couldn't have said it better myself. So, today I was looking at it, and I see a team-issued Matt Harvey road jersey. So, for those of you that aren't into memorabilia, like, average prices, I would say... You can get like a random player, game issued or used jersey, like a, a fucking scrub, a pylon, for like 75, 100 bucks. Right. So Tyler and I, um, for our old podcast, Neighborhood Play, we had John Moscott of the Reds on. The, on opening day, we went to opening day together and went to the authentic shop and we got game-used John Mascot jerseys for 75 bucks a pop. Perfect. So like, and, and first of all, like, just from a Jewish perspective, A, he's a Jewish ball player, but no, anyways, yep. um, from a Jewish <laughs> perspective, a replica jersey is $119, an authentic jersey is $259 with name, I th- with, like, with name and number, I think. Yes. So, to get beyond an authentic jersey for 75 bucks by itself is a massive steal yes anyways looked on ebay matt harvey team issue jersey he wanted 125 for it send him an 80 hour offer he messages back he's like hey do you happen to be in cincinnati i was like yeah i am he goes oh cool like i'm in Eastgate." so i immediately he, he countered with a 120 hour offer so i messaged him back i was like hey man i live in cincinnati if you'd be down to meet up offline I'll do 100 cash. Here's my email. He emails me immediately. He's like, what are you doing tonight? I was like, all right, I'm buying a Matt Harvey jersey. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. And I, I, So Trent obviously roasted me at the Reds at Mets game. So on my way there, I called him. I was like, hey, man, what are you doing right now? I was like, having dinner with my family? What, you know? I was like, you have 14 minutes to stop my car from working or else I'm
3: going to buy another Matt Harvey jersey. <laughs> Did he? What? You didn't tell me. What did he roast you with? Did he say anything after that? Or did he just encourage this bad behavior? No, he
2: actually encouraged it. What did he say? What? He was just like, oh, man, what? I was like, yeah, I found a game used Matt Harvey jersey on eBay. And the guy lives here. So I'm paying him 100 bucks for it. He's like, oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. Uh, oh. So I am currently wearing a much too big Matt Harvey.
3: Little long, but it fits you everywhere else not nicely. Not really. It, I mean, it works, but like. Yeah, it's it.
2: it it's gets, so that's the weird thing with game used jerseys for anyone like looking to buy like issued or used jerseys. Like the cuts are so different because they're meant to be tucked in. Yep. So the replica jerseys aren't. So they like come up to your waist like normal shirts do. Mm-hmm. But these are so long, and then players customize them exactly how they want. So like this Harvey jersey is a size forty eight. I have a Tucker Barnhart gamer that's size forty eight. It's way wider.
3: Yeah. Is it just so forty eight is just the length then in general? Then they just adjust out no, like think, out. No, it's like forty eight is
2: like the size size, but then like they can tailor it differently. I guess. Interesting. I don't know.
3: That's wild. I didn't it's ever
2: weird. notice That. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's weird.
3: Interesting. Yeah. Who? Uh, oh, who was I thinking of? Uh, fourth string catcher we used last year called him up. Juan Graterol. Yeah, yeah. His jersey fit me perfectly Ooh. last year. Almost snagged it, but it was still at the authentic shop and not at Reds Fest. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not dropping two twenty on this. No fuck that it's just ridiculously expensive. i came
2: so close they had the authentic shop had a rice spring training jersey Ooh. for like 250 i think yeah and i love those spring training jerseys they're just like they're actually really crisp and like the fact that the like cactus league patch is like shiny and holographic it's yeah. so cool so i was like you know what I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to go look at the at like the proper team store and see if there's anything weird first. But I'm not. I'm only going to buy one thing today. Yeah. Walked into the team store. They had la, like this was before the uh, like mesh majestic jerseys. Yeah. They had the authentic like thicker like not mesh one. Yeah. For uh, they had the authentic ones on sale for like fifty bucks. So I just bought an authentic one and got it customized.
3: Whether I sell, dude, that's genius. Yeah. Uh, walked by the team store on Sunday. And they finally have the perfect Hawaiian shirt for me. Oh, yes. It has all of the old Reds logos, and it's cream with black pinstripes.
2: You need that, and I need that, but we can't coordinate them because I'm wearing my Shohei Otani
3: Hawaiian shirt when you wear that. Oh, that's perfect. I
2: I wore that shirt to Fenway Park to see Angels at Red Sox.
3: And how many compliments did you get?
2: Uh... I didn't understand any of them because there were a fuckload of Japanese people there. (laughs) And most of them just, like, said something in Japanese. Yeah, they just pointed and
3: Assumed? I was like, all right, that's fair. Yeah, all right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, Moving on, okay, great, got it, thank you. But here's the thing. I didn't catch, like, the brand or what it was because I looked for it on Fanatics. Nothing. Like, and I've looked for everywhere, like, Ray Spooner, the official Hawaiian shirt of the MLB. Couldn't find it. I even looked for on Tommy Bahama. Couldn't find it, so I can't. Get, I couldn't get close enough to see the label to see if who makes it or it if it's be, just it, a, is it Roosevelt's. No, it was not Roosevelt's because that's the Otani shirt. Roosevelt, God, it's like they an kill. under. It's like a
2: Hawaiian shirt made out of Under Armour. It's beautiful. It's the most. It's incredible. I wore my. So me and my roommates last summer, we went to put Bay, and that was my put Bay shirt. And oh my God. It was perfect. No matter what, how hot it is, it cannot be too hot for that shirt. It is breezy. It is wicking. It's great. It is the best quality shirt I own. It is.
3: I, I have three of them. I need to get more Roosevelt shirts. They're expensive, though. It's tough to drop 80 bucks on a fun novelty button-up. I mean, is it, it a fun novelty button-up? Mm, sometimes they are like the Kevin Chili one. From the office. Like, yeah, th- yeah. that rules. But I'm like, man, I, don't, I would not wear this out all the time. I would My love... My Sandlot ones? Yes. Because also I have the matching swimming trunks. So when I go down the Ziegler, I look like a fucking boss. If there was, like, ever
2: some kind of, like, like formal baseball event that I went to... I would, depending on the context, I would absolutely consider wearing that Otani button-down, like, tucked in with, like, a blazer over it. I, yeah. Just for comedy. like That's brilliant. I have, like, you know what? My gray suit jacket might work, but I don't know, like, what would go well with, like, a bright red
3: shirt with Shohei Otani all over it? If you had a charcoal blazer. Yeah. Like, a th- that'd be that would look... That'd be a power move. Because I have, like, a lighter gray, which would look good with my um, Wendy Peppercorn button-up with the Beast on it, that light blue one. So my buddy Anthony, on tour to,
2: to... summers ago at at some point in the summer in the past uh he was wearing these like olive green pants and they just looked so good and like they looked really comfortable and he was like working out in them and stuff and i was like dude what are those pants he's like lululemon i was like oh my god so i was like oh fuck the second i got home from that tour i went and bought a pair and they're the most fucking comfortable pants ever but like the thing is it's olive green it's like Black, charcoal, or white. That's, That's it. it.
3: That's it. Uh, you are in the same boat as my buddy Corey, who specifically just wears Lululemon pants. I back it. It's, Dude, here's the it's thing. It's just tough. Like, I understand they have an outlet. And you can find them on sale. But if you don't, you're still spending $170 Dude, on here's the
2: thing, though. Pants. I will as, and I know you get this. And I'm not saying this is from a place of privilege. I'm saying this from a place of somebody who works in merchandising and knows how quality works. Sure. Lululemon is worth every fucking penny you spend on it. I have a driveline branded Lululemon, like zip up rain jacket. I have a yeah, pullover hoodie. I have like, it looks like a baseball, like Kate, like batting practice, like cage fucking like hoodie. Yeah. 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 Uh, I have those pants. I have a pair of shorts. They are just fantastic. It's the most comfortable shit in the world. It is such high quality. It's so durable. It's so comfortable.
3: It is is worth every penny. I am happy to spend money on Lulu. So I think I might have to... So I'm like... All of my shorts, I have gotten too big for. You saw it this weekend. Last weekend. Uh... And the other pair of shorts I have, I've blown out the crotch. So it's like, okay, maybe it's time to upgrade and get some nice. I sent
2: you that pair the other day from that skate brand. You did? Yeah. I sent a pair of shorts. They're uh, like the same color as my pants right now. Like, kind of like. Oh, from Lost? Yeah. 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 Okay. Dude, I want those. I'm going to order. I think I need to order those.
3: Yeah. I think I'm going to have to order some shorts when we're done here. Um,. Speaking of done here. Should we talk about baseball? We should probably talk about baseball. <laughs> we, only went, we only went an hour and 50 minutes <laughs> and hey, barely touched on baseball. We were we, like we going talked, into this, we're like, what the fuck are we going to talk about?
2: You're like, it doesn't have to be long. I was like... Okay, literally all there is to talk about is the new proposal, Max Scherzer and Trevor Bauer versus Kyle So That's literally yeah. all that's happened. And it's taken us this long to get there. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's why we are a professional podcast. This is
3: very true. This is why we get paid the little bucks. Yep. Baby. So the new proposal, uh, players want, I don't know, they said like 100 games. Uh, they want what they already were were offered, which was half yeah. of their well, salary. Pro, pro-rated. Pro-rated. They want the rated salary. Playing.
2: The league wants to put in, like, a tiered, like, if you make between this match and this much, you get this much, and the highest paid players get
3: the lowest percent of their salary and the lowest paid players get the highest percent of their salary. Right, so someone who makes a million dollars per year will make $454,000. Someone who makes $35 million will make $7 million. million. Get the fuck out of here. The guys who are the face of the league, the superstars, you're going to take, look, you're going to take that money out of their pockets. Look, I totally understand share the wealth, but that is not what's happening when the owners are still making millions no, and No, no, millions. no, no. They're not making millions. They're making billions. Bil- yeah, exactly. When they're making billions and billions off of this, you're taking it from the people that your team depends on, and that's why they make the most money. Like I said this last week, but I can't emphasize it enough. The highest paid player in the
2: history of baseball, Alex Rodriguez, who is married to or engaged to one of the highest-paid musicians of all time, and Jennifer Lopez? The two of them together could not come close to affording an MLB team. Exactly, it is absolutely ridiculous in that sense. But then also, it's like, and I, I know I said this last week. I don't know why it's like. Why is it an issue? The owners are brilliant businessmen. Period. Right. You do not make billions of dollars unless you are ha, unless you know what you're fucking doing. Right. Why would they make a proposal in March that they are changing now? Like
3: you have to I don't care like because they said it was the, on they said it was on good faith that they would be fans in the ballpark but That's of the, the number one rule of business. Plan for the worst, worst, hope for the best. Exactly. Expect the worst. Yeah. And that's what they should have done is they should have said, "Oh, well, we'll, we'll prorate," and they should have came with it immediately while they were in the in the, in the most dire of situations, then the players probably would have accepted it. Uh-huh. So there has been
2: a lot of backlash on that. We'll get to Trevor Bauer in a second. Um, let's read Max Scherzer's statement. Max Scherzer, by all accounts, in my opinion, he's the best pitcher of our generation. Agreed. Um, but he's like he's he's a pretty tame guy off the field, mm-hmm. and he came in real hot, steamy. So I will read this. After discussing the latest developments with the rest of the players, there's no reason to engage with MLB in any further compensation reductions. We have previously negotiated a pay cut in the version of a prorated salaries, and there's no justification to accept a second pay cut based on the current information the union has received. I'm glad to hear other players voicing the same viewpoint and believe MLB's economic strategy would completely change if all documentation were to become public information. So he just straight up called out the owners and was like, all right, bet. You want to make us the bad guys? It's, he's straight up pulling the fucking Hillary. He's fucking, He's going Hillary Clinton. Release yeah. your tax returns.
3: Yeah, do it. Release your tax returns. Pulling the Trump of show he's us learning, your bis, he's your business learning. He's from D.C. He's clearly yeah. rubbed off on him.
2: <laughs> Who would have thought that him signing to the Nationals from the Tigers would result in him having the best political career of them all?
3: Who would have? I wouldn't have. Isn't he? He's on the. He's in, on the board for the for the union. I'm sure. Yeah, he's the one of the, a player rep. Here's here's what Passon has said all week, and it's totally accurate, which is that the owners came to them with such a preposterous proposal, and they will keep throwing them preposterous proposals until they find a way to meet in the into the middle of that, which is what the owners want, uh-huh. which at that point would be the thirty thirty-three percent of what they've already intro- introduced, but. It's just not going to happen. Stop taking away what they're already losing and what they've already agreed to. It's just asinine. And if this doesn't... Think about this. If baseball does not come back in the next two... If they don't have this done in the next, by the end... By the middle of next week, we are not having a season in 2021. No, it's... Or 2020. The, and uh, then maybe in 2021 we have a season, but we aren't having one in 2022 because the CBA will be a nightmare. Dude, that's the thing. It's like... Why does, why do you like, if there's any
2: time to show what your definition of good faith is, it's right the fuck now. Yeah. Because this is coming again and even bigger. Because it's just, it's, it's insane to me. And it's like, look, guys, like, it, it's, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. I just, I yeah. can't wrap my heads around it. And it's like, I,
3: how can everyone else work it out? The NHL is going to be back, NBA well, is going to be back. So,
2: NHL, I think the way way they went about doing things is different. So what the NHL did is they are staging these negotiations in phases. Mm -hmm. So the first phase of the negotiations was return to play, which is what they just did. So the only thing they just negotiated was what the format would be.
3: Okay. They still have to negotiate finances, and they still have to negotiate safety. And, which, will I think that's going to take a while, but they're, they're, I mean, they're going to be playing a lot short, of, short amount sure, of time. Sure, they,
2: they're only doing playoffs with an additional round. Also, that is, this format is bonkers. As a Maple it, Leafs fan, I want to kill myself. Yeah, because you have to see them face the Blue Jackets. Yeah, because, so, growing up, I... I my whole dad's side of the family is from Toronto, so I grew up a big mm-hmm. Leafs fan. Jackets didn't exist until I was like 10. Jackets are my second team. Of course. I love both of them. In any, any, others, in any normal circumstance, I would be elated if either won the cup, especially the Leafs, just because, Jesus Christ, my dad was 10 years old when that last happened. Jesus. But uh, why do I have to see my two teams play each other? And as a Leafs fan, like, also as a Leafs fan, the Jackets are just a gritty, tough team that's coming back fully healthy. So that's a nightmare. But then also, if there's a year for the Leafs to win the Cup, it's this year when there would be a fat fucking asterisk next to it. And A, a there would be an asterisk next to it. B, no one would consider it legitimate. And C, there wouldn't even be able to be a parade. Yep. Of course, th- this The Leafs have to win the Cup. Anyways, <laughs> the point is, back to baseball. Um,
3: I know, it's tough to stay on course. Dude,
2: it's just, it's so mind-numbing. And then... The other thing that's happening is last night, Cincinnati's own Trevor Bauer subtweeted Scott Boris and said that, like, he was getting his hands dirty in these negotiations. I I don't know what that's referring to. Yeah, we don't know. And Rachel Luba alluded to it. And, like, they both, like, Luba said that, like, she couldn't say anything publicly right now. Right. Something clearly happened. So, and I I think, so, anyways, Boris released a letter today. Uh, I don't know if he released it But he sent a letter to all of his clients And it got picked up by the media I am fairly certain that that's a direct result Of Bauer coming after him Because he needed to clean up a little bit was like, he did, Anyways
3: what it, So what, I mean, what meddling would he have done and It wouldn't have helped the owners In any way shape or no, form No
2: but I think that I, This is purely conjecture right? If you look at Scott Boris Obviously he has clients all up the ladder Up and down the ladder of Major League Baseball Yeah of the he younger just got Snell. Of the younger players that he has, they're all the bonus babies. They're all the ones that are high picks and they're set. And obviously minor leaguers have no seat at this table anyway, so they don't matter. Right. Of the major league clients that he has, he's got the Rendons, he's got the Coles, he's got the Snells,
1: mm-hmm. he's
2: got the Strasburgs, he's got the He negotiated over a billion dollars worth of contracts this offseason. Yeah. He's repping the big boys. Yeah. So if I were to Say, if I were to hypothesize anything, it would be that Boris was talking, was advocating that they restructure the pay cuts to take care of the stars better. That's the only thing I can think of.
3: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So because yeah, because that that yeah, everyone who was within the thirty to thirty-five million dollars a year is a Boris client. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that makes sense. That I mean, I mean. In, in knowing that he has a relationship with all those front offices anyway, that totally makes sense. That's just that yeah, I don't I, I don't I don't see how you're in any way, shape, or form wrong. But also, him not backing and going out helping the little guy is not his place. So Ugh. it sucks, but I get it. Yeah.
2: So, anyways, so Bauer subtweets it. Then follows it up by saying, "Oh, I didn't realize he had a Twitter at Boris Corp." So then today. Uh, his agent, Rachel Luba, tweeted some stuff about it, and former Red Kyle Loesch starts replying and calling her out, and his whole point was basically, this is a players' association matter. There's, n- like, you cannot, like, stop taking this to the public. Stop playing video games and talking about it there. This needs to be handled internally.
3: Yeah. Also, it's great that you represent a client who, do- who just plays video games and has his own brand.
2: Yeah, so he's just—it's just a pure, just like you're clearly only out for yourself, which is obvious. Like if anybody's watched even one Trevor Bauer piece of content, mm-hmm. it is purely about spreading the personalities of the players. Yep, and enjoying the game itself. Yep. It's all purely—it's either super nitty gritty baseball stuff or live at bats with Derek Dietrich, fucking wearing a Home Depot and helmet. and fucking.
3: Uh, Bauer pulled Gagne for a live AB. Yeah, that was so tight. Uh huh. I'm like, this is the stuff I want to see. Exactly. This is holding me over. There's nothing. Thank ab- you for this, Trevor Bauer. He,
2: him building his own brand is purely
3: a symptom
2: of him creating this awesome content about the game itself and the yeah. players itself.
3: Because Major League Baseball refuses to do exactly, that. and and the and play and the NBA is so good at that. Exactly. So
2: Kyle Loesch comes at him about that, blah, 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 blah. And you can imagine where it goes when I say this. Bauer ends it by, quote, tweeting one of Loesch's tweets and okay boomering him. Yeah. (laughs) And Bauer started off respectfully. He's like, hey, man, with all due respect, you're not a player anymore. You don't know what's going on. By definition, you are not informed. That's not an insult. Just stay out of this.
3: Yeah, you are you are out of touch technically out of touch because you're retired. That'd be like saying, like, if you were a welder during the Industrial Revolution and then you went up to a welder now and you're, like, telling them what to do, it's like, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. That's the type of gap we are talking about within players from that time Uh period. And Loesch was also saying, like, you're just undoing all the work we did. What work
2: that you did? Mark Teixeira was your era player and he's fucking taking this for everybody. Yep. It's like, dude... It's. It is such a different league now. When Ky, like, okay, let let me look up when Kyle Loesch was active just to see if this I mean, he this, was lo- this point he is
3: true regardless. He was active until I want to say 2013.
2: Okay, that makes my like. Let's
3: say Kyle.
2: Loesch. So that's you so know. Kyle Loesch was active from 2001 to
3: 2016. Oh wow!
2: So the bulk of his career was during twitter 's infancy, right, being an athlete right now is so much different than being an athlete back then, yeah, just in like, be- those four years. being an athlete before social media, the only options for endorsement deals were like proper like you're doing a commercial. You're doing a billboard. You're doing a radio spot. You're wearing this glove. You're, you're wearing, wearing this, these uh, cleats. Exactly. Right now, there's literally unlimited options because of social media. Yep. There is so much more money at play, and there is so much bigger of an opportunity to build your brand. And also, uh, let's call out The Last Dance. A big conversation after that was how players of that era, particularly Michael Jordan, were never, ever... Uh, well, not really ever. I mean, obviously there was like Muhammad Ali and stuff, mm-hmm. and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but like players of that era, athletes of that era, I meant, um, they didn't get involved with things like no. politically or socially. And it's like you kind of expect that nowadays. You expect Trevor Bauer to advocate for players' rights. Yep. You expect LeBron James to advocate for black rights, like in yeah. the Black Lives Matter cause and stuff like that. That's that's almost an expectation. So you can't. It's just not the same. Yep people like at the, so, like i think that as time evolves people involved with it like ohio state for example they have a program for their football athletes and i think basketball too but it is a program about building a brand it is a whole course about what that means how you do it and how you leverage it it is it's essential because like any athlete ever anyone that knows even the littlest bit about pro sports, your career is so finite. Your career is so small. You got to look out for yours and you got to look out for the next of yours. Yep. And like, that's wh- when, uh, and that's uh- what CC Sabathia has done. Uh huh. And that's, and that's what Eugenio A- A- Suarez did. And that's what Al- Al- A- Ozzy Albies and Ronald Cunha did. It's like, they are not well-off people. They are from, D- uh, Latin American countries. Yeah. They didn't grow up with much. Okay. Yeah. They signed deals tremendously undervalued. It doesn't matter because them, their children, their grandchildren, their great grandchildren, and their great great grandchildren won't have to worry about money a day in their lives. Yes, yeah, they're set. And that's the thing. That is the mindset that most athletes have. Obviously, you're going to have like Max Scherzer's, who has had an incredible career, you're going to have Adrian Beltre. You're going to have people like that who are so at such a top peak of their sport. That Mike Trout, perfect example Mm -hmm. Literally doesn't matter what he does off the field Because he's so fucking good at baseball That he gets paid so
3: much money for baseball And then he gets paid so much money to show up In two Under Armour commercials Exactly,
2: but then like for everybody else Things like social media and Twitch And streaming, like anything like that It's just an additional revenue stream And like it or not Not every baseball player can be Like an Ohio State John Doe Who can go back Like Troy Smith yeah. Mediocre NFL player, won a Heisman at Ohio State. Right. He will never, he can make as much money as he wants for the rest of his life in Columbus, Ohio. Yep. He's set. For, uh, let's say, looking at the current Reds, Kyle Farmer. Yeah. Literally, no one knows who he is outside of Cincinnati. Right, but if he started a fucking car dealership, he'd be set. Exactly. It is such a small period of time and such a brief career that can literally end at a moment's notice. Yeah, look at Icky Woods. Uh Uh-huh. Blew out his knee and then started delivering steaks. Can literally end at a moment's notice. Secure whatever bag you can as fast as you can and as much as you can, period. I back it to the end of the world and back. Yeah, agreed. And for any athlete to question that... Who the f- Okay, Boomer is correct. That's the only response. <laughs> yeah. That's nope. literally the only response. Like, it, there's clearly such a big disconnect there that, like, there's not even a point in having a conversation. No, you're 100% correct.
3: And, uh, it's just a shame that there is so much mistrust between the owners and players and that they're so far apart that in this time where baseball is growing on a social media platform, on all social media with what Bauer's doing, what everybody else is doing to, and even with just like that MLB, the show stuff. I mean, even just Amir Garrett going live and making a name for himself just by playing video games with people. Like we are in this moment that we can have even more connection with a lot of people not having jobs and staying at home. And like the fact that most people are still afraid to leave their homes or even just go out to a restaurant and whatever. This is the time for baseball to capitalize and become more personal. And yet we are squabbling over millions of dollars because the owners don't want to shell it out. Yep. It's fucking stupid and I'm over it and they just need to fucking figure it out and the owners need to go, you know, what? we're taking a little bit of a loss, but guess what? They could also learn from Korean baseball and make up some of those losses, tarp the seats and sell at space. Uh huh. There's a, there are ways that you can make the money back that you're losing at the gate. Just think outside the fucking box.
2: Uh huh. And I'm going to, I don't want to get into the whole minnesota thing because that's just a whole yeah that's a nightmare but i saw a funny tweet earlier and it's only funny in the sense that it's just you only you can't do anything but laugh because otherwise you're gonna cry it's true uh the same people that are upset about the looting in minnesota are the same people that don't give a shit about the CEOs of massive corporations making yep. billions of dollars while their employees are fu- literally fucking dying. Yep. Like, yep. I'm obviously not trying there. It's literally life or death in that case. And baseball players are not going to die. Like, right. I'm really not, I, I, I shouldn't have brought it up just because you know what I mean, but I'm not trying yep. to like compare them in that sense, but like, it's the same concept in that the, the, It's just such an insane wealth disparity. And just because MLB Mm -hmm. players make a fuckload of money compared to the average person does not make them anything... Other than the workers in the city. No,
3: they're gonna have to also travel around and put themselves at uh-huh. risk and their families at risk. And or yet maybe, you're or they're at,
2: either gonna put their families at risk or not see their families from months yeah. on. Either and, way, that sucks.
3: And most. you're asking someone who's in the peak physical condition of their life, getting ready to play a sport where they've trained for their entire life to make a fraction of what they're supposed to? Fuck off. Fuck off. Uh-huh. Pay the boys. At the end of
2: the day period, full stop, period. Yeah. Um, if you are so fucking good at what you do, all right, what, what is, let's see, where is it? 25 man times 30 teams. If you are one of the best 750 people in the world at what you do, mm-hmm. and then you can even distill it by position, Joey Votto is one of the 30 best first baseman on planet earth yes he deserves to get paid every fucking penny that he agreed to get paid yes because he signed that contract because he is one of the 30 best first baseman on the planet and could have gone anywhere else it is like that's what you have to think about it's not a, it's not a kid's game at that point it is a life's pursuit it is every single day of your life your main priority is to get better at baseball. Yep. Every day you're working out. Every day you're fine tuning your craft. It is fun. It is a game. It is the most, the best thing in the fucking world. But it is a fucking grind. Yep. And when you get to the point where you are one of the best 750 people on the planet. In the, in the universe. I don't know how good aliens are at baseball, but I feel like there's probably a pretty big fucking learning curve. Yeah. <laughs> if you are one of the 750 best people or aliens in the universe at playing baseball, get you some and don't ever give it up. No. Nope. Because that is an incredible achievement and you deserve to be paid accordingly. Yeah. I don't care what you do. If you're one of the best 750 people on planet Earth, yeah, get you
3: some. Yeah, you deserve it. And sorry, CEOs, that your side hustle is it making you the billions it normally? Exactly.
2: Does? Most of these owners are rich from other things.
3: Yep, and they have tons of other businesses, and this is just a side hustle. Fuck off. That's like telling like like a normal like a person who has a nine to five and be like, oh yeah, working on your side hustle with Uber, and it was taken away. Now they're like, ah oh, man, now I can't buy that video game I wanted because I don't have it for this billionaire. It's like, ah oh, man, I can't have that. Third jet and second yacht I wanted Fuck. All right. Let me let's put it this way one zero 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 zero
2: zero 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 zero. Okay. No, that's a hundred billion.
3: Okay. What do you think? No,
2: it won't even my phone won't even do my my the iPhone calculator won't even go to a billion.
3: Really? It'll Turn go to a hundred million.
2: Oh. There you go. That'll help it. It's not turning sideways. Oh, because my lock screen's on.
3: Yeah, probably unlock it, go sideways. It should be able to go to a billion.
2: Thanks D- thanks son. All right, You're there you we go. 1000000000. I don't even need I, I, Oh, Jesus. All right. If these owners were to lose a million dollars a day from their billion, it would take them three, nearly 3 years to lose a billion dollars if they burned a million, like literally throw a million dollars a day in cash into a fireplace. It would take them nearly three fucking years to lose a billion dollars.
3: That's ridiculous.
2: It's insane. It's a thousand. It would take a thousand days of literally (sighs) throwing a million dollars away every day.
3: The one thing that we have always passed up, and they say the revenue sharing, which is such bullshit. Fuck them. Just pay it. Um, Because when things were good, they weren't handing out extra money. Well,
2: and also the thing with revenue sharing is what qualifies as revenue because that's the thing. Like looking at the Cubs, for example, they own that whole neighborhood pretty much. It's not baseball revenue, but it is revenue of the Cubs and of that ownership Exactly. Like what qualifies as revenue because, again, like. The, the point of all of this is people go people watch baseball and people go to the ballpark to see the players. Yes. Not to see the owners.
3: No, we don't turn around and look up in their box and try and find them. When people go out drinking before a Cubs game,
2: they are going out drinking because they're going to a Cubs game to see the Cubs players. Yes. Every beer that they buy at a bar in Wrigleyville is a beer that they are only buying because the Cubs are playing. No, sorry, because the Cubs players are playing. Exactly. Because Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo and John Lester are playing baseball that day. That is the only reason why they're buying that beer. Yep. Why is that not revenue? Exactly. But that opens up a whole other can of worms where it's like, why do Cubs players get more revenue than Reds? Play? You know what I mean. Like, exactly. It's that's a whole other can of worms, and I don't think the play, like I don't think the players even necessarily want that because they already make more than any other sp- team yeah. or any other sport, rather. But uh,
3: yeah, and they're cool with what they have already. Just pay them.
2: Just pay them what they you already agreed to pay them. Right. Like how like how would an owner feel for their normal business if somebody made a deal with them and then reneged on it? Like. A few months later.
3: They would be pissed. They would be furious. It's bad business, period. Yeah, very bad business.
2: Like, they would say to that person, no different than we're saying right now, you probably should have thought of that.
3: Yeah. You did That's on you. Yeah, you fucked up. That's, uh The owners are
2: trying to ruin the sport. The, the owners are so concerned with not taking the L on this that they are willing to jeopardize everything about
3: the sport. Exactly. Because if we don't have it... This year, there's we're looking at 18 months without baseball. Who's going to care?
2: And who even Besides knows if us? Next season will happen because of the CBA.
3: The, it's the year after. Oh, okay, yeah, so we will be okay. Um, but
2: also, it's like you look at everything happening to minor leaguers right now. Yeah, and you wonder why Kyler Murray plays played football. He would literally rather risk brain damage than deal with what minor leaguers have
3: to deal with. Yeah, I mean, most of them aren't getting paid right now. Well, some of the good people are the the good guys in the situation right now are the Marlins. How crazy is that? The Marlins are paying their minor leaguers. <clears throat> well, they're already fielding one at the professional level. Boom! Yeah.
2: Well, so, we'll sa- I, w- I want to save this for next week, because chances are we'll need to kill some time.
3: Probably. But, we'll- I'm going to wrap it up by... Uh, well, I had one more thing. Oh, you okay. had one more thing. Let-, let me do my one more do thing. Do your one more wrap. thing, and then I'll so give the teaser. So, also, th- one of the things that they don't realize is if we're going to have the World Series in <clears throat> November... December there's a chance that we could have it in front of fans and it's distanced imagine the revenue they could make off of that trip quadruple triple quadruple off what they would normally make during a postseason run yeah because they could charge such a crazy premium for people to be in there there's where you're making up your revenue dog and the TV money. Yeah, your TV money. Charge more for advertising. Uh-huh. You can, charge more you, for if advertising. If you think you can renegotiate with players on their salary, you sure as fuck can renegotiate with frishes. Uh-huh. Radio ads, TV ads, any sort Like As you said,
2: like, tarp over shit and put ads on it. Yeah. Like, it's not hard. And, like, even because, because there's no fans, like, you can, like, digitally impose things on the screen. It's not that hard. There are, nope. like... It is... It's 2020. If you don't see an
3: advertisement, someone's fucking up. Exactly. Exactly. God, it's... You have to... I think that just you have to force people to think outside the box in this situation. And I think they're being lazy and they don't want to. Yep. 100%. So, All right. I'm that was te-
2: my thing. I'm going to tease my hot take for next week. Okay. Yes, minor league players should be paid a living wage. But there definitely shouldn't be as many minor leaguers. Yeah, stay tuned for next week on the new Nasty Boys. And we'll have Leroy back. And Lee'll be back. I might even not even get with the amount that I'm going to come with Lee and my. Actually, no, I'm mad at Lee right now. Oh, you're mad? Yeah, he fucking he set me up for failure. He set me up for one of the uh, no, like by far the weirdest weekend of my life.
3: Yeah, we don't have to get into it. I don't want to get into it. I'm not. We can get into it another time. Not on air Not on air Let's She round- is a nice girl Very nice sweet girl Let's round third And head for home nice. What? What do you want to plug? Um Wait did f- you just pick up on that? That's what we've
2: always called The plug segment Damn it I'm sorry it's all right. Damn it, uh, Um You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's Um I tweet a lot about baseball and music and politics. Um, the music industry doesn't exist right now, so there's nothing for me to promote. Um, I might have some cool baseball news soon. That would be sick. I had a job interview today, and That'd it went real well, and I have another interview coming up. Hopefully that'll go well. Yeah. And I got a really fucking crazy email that made my dick hard. Uh, it's not an interview, but it's just a cool baseball related email. Uh, but uh, yeah, I might have something to plug soon. Ooh. Besides you. <laughs> oh,
3: I can't wait to hit the button. Alicia has too many Bon viv. Someone's got to peg you. Yeah, that's the truth. I need to finish that so I can loosen up the whole... Um, you can listen to my debut stand-up comedy album, Drinking at the Kids Table on everywhere. You can listen to music, literally. You can even wa- You can watch the cl- the cover art on YouTube. You can download it on Napster. You can make a dumb dance with one of my tracks on TikTok. You can do it all. Um, the world zero oyster monday the hub comedy's back socially distanced um there are shows at eight and ten o'clock we have f- i think four seats left for the first show 16 for the second one so come out it's fun i
2: will be at the 8 p.m show if you find me and you are wearing reds-related apparel, I will buy you a beer. Ooh, what a call! I'm and I, I don't even—I'm not even qualified for employment yet, so you know what that means. What is that? That means it's—it it's, it's it means I'm walking to Kroger
3: and buying beer with food stamps for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Whatever. It's OTR. You can probably do it. Yeah. What are they? New York grocer across the street will will for sure do that. Oh, absolutely. Um. What else? I mean that—that's it. And got some news from Max. Uh. Pizza pub in Covington and Fireside. We're looking for July for open mic fucking blast. We're gonna figure it out. Open mic showcase. I don't know. I'm gonna to talk to them and figure out what's best and what makes everybody safe. But yeah, it looks like comedy slowly coming back, and I have to start writing again and being a human. So, and watch my sketch with my lovely wife. It's Alicia. so fucking funny. It's genuinely so fucking funny. We're getting ready to film another one soon. So Ooh. because of the response, so we're just gonna keep putting them out. So. Um, oh, also, Sam Evans has an album coming out. It drops uh, at midnight, so definitely pick that up. He's a Cincinnati boy who lives in New York City. So goddamn funny. If it wasn't for him and Alex Stone, this podcast would not exist because they started "fuck you." We like the Bangles. Handed it off to your sweet baby mm-hmm. boy, and then I was like, "Let's do it with baseball." So you should definitely buy Sam's album. So I um, that'll and Billy's do it. album. In my album. But Sam right now is more important. Was Sam number one on iTunes? Not yet. We'll find out if he if he gets there. I hope so. You're a celebrity internationally. Internationally. People know me for from a day and a half. But best day and a half of your life. It was pretty amazing. God, that beach. Oh. It was so thank Wait, you. Y- y- you got a number one iTunes beach? Yeah, you don't remember you were pretty drunk. Um <laughs> you did just lay your head back on the couch. And, oh. And I just pushed it. Like I, no, no, that's fine. I that's squatted. Fine. I like power lifted into. No, no, that,
2: that's fine. Like that's cool. Okay, cool. I, 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 consent in retrospect.
3: Of course, you always do. I no, have, no. I
2: have. S- it's many... an open. It's it's an open mouth. If there's
3: an open mouth, it's an open invitation. Yeah, that's to what's you. framed on the wall behind you. Ah, that the signed yes. document dated with the infinity mark. So no, no,
2: absolutely. I, I, it, if it's a, for you, for Lee, for Tyler. If it's an open mouth, it's an open invitation. Period. I love that.
3: So thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Red Legs. Go Red Legs. Stay nasty.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers.
2: Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training
0: can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
3: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
2: Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
0: As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies.